Add some fun to your space with Extrify, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with Extrify. No regrets. Guaranteed. I'm in the house. And sector clear. But there is the window. Hate this patch. I'll take the fire through the pillar. Whatever. Play with Parry Match. Parry Match. Your esports teammate. Want to change your loadout? Get new skins? Or maybe cash out? Bitskins.com, the best skin site. Just log in with your Steam account, add your dream skins to your cart, and pay with crypto, credit card, or PayPal through our providers. Need some cash? We got you. Just list your skins, enter your desired price, and withdraw instantly with crypto or directly to your Visa credit card. Bitskins.com, buying and selling skins. Simple, fast, and easy. TV confirmed. Welcome to episode 57, season five. I don't know. Is this going to be just, are we going to do seasons anymore, guys? Do we do we think seasons are done? Think, we just count uh, up episodes we're now? Just, we're just going to do the Joe Rogan experience thing where he just goes, does he, does he do like the full like 1000 or something? I think he, has he just like doesn't the, stop. Yeah, I think he doesn't stop. So we might as well just stop at season five and go there. The idea with seasons is like to give people an idea of we're doing something new and in the past the show maybe wasn't that great at some points and we wanted like people that gave us a shot and they're like oh this is trash a reason to come back and are like new season new stuff coming so people could like oh maybe maybe they're not trash anymore so now that we kind of hit this level where people actually watch the show i don't really feel the need to change anything and therefore it'll just stick on on season five until we do like a overhaul of some sort Maybe we just keep it like this until we get maybe back to land. And if we start doing them offline or something, we can have them as like special editions or whatever, right? And how about, we'll... how yeah. about we, we do this until we get simple and we start off the new season with simple? All right. Yeah. Well, that should have that. That should be a celebration. So episode 1546. Oh, dear. It's going to take a while. Isn't it? Maybe year old simple. He might come on, but I have to quickly get the housekeeping done, boys. So we need to thank our sponsors, our lovely, lovely sponsors who make this all possible. Uh, Extrafy. I won't spell it out because uh, Prof called me out last time. But <laughs> if you guys are looking for some peripherals, head over to their website. I don't know how you're going to find it. Google Extrafy. And if you can't spell it, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I tried. You uh, can go in yeah. the description of the YouTube video and find a link there, or you can go on Twitch TV slash HLTV, and there's also a link there. Okay, look, there you go. There's the profs directed you instead of just what being up able now, to spell. Australians. So uh, there you go. Pro profs really helped you out. Uh, parry match. Remember to gamble responsibly and uh, bit skins. You know, buy and trade CSGO items. So there you go. That's the sponsors done and dusted. Now we don't have a special guest this week, and uh, I think that's probably a good place for us to be because there's a lot for us to dig into here. 
Um, and there's there's been a, a lot that's happened. Now, boys, I don't have any funny questions. I'm really quite low on energy at the moment. I'm, I, I wish I did, right? Lucas, I haven't even introduced you yet, mate. All right, Lucas, is everything going to be okay tonight? Are you, you feeling okay? I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, work on season six while you guys start talking. Okay, what are you going to add in season six? No idea. I like put some funny hats on you guys and we can call it. Funny hats. Six. Okay, we're going into TF2 territory uh, now. I think about, that's, uh, that's worth a new season, definitely. How about we add the ancient background, you know, how we have like the map, like running through oh, maps. I don't new, think we have an maps. ancient one. New maps. There you go, there you go Lucas. Season six with do we new all, maps. By the way, do we always use the same map or am I crazy? I, I, I think it's been the same maps I've used like consistently for four years now. I don't even know what's in the background. Probably don't even have Vertigo then. It might no, need a rebrand. No Vertigo, and it has like the old cobblestone, the original one. There we go. That's a throwback. Yeah. We should keep that. All right, all right, all right. Now, uh, I want to get stuck into things pretty quickly here. Um, I want to let everybody know, maybe there's viewers who are coming in here with all the drama of today and the internet, um, to, to come here for some juicy Chad rants about that shit. Boys, the one thing that you should know about me by this fucking point is I don't give a fuck about the political nonsense. I just care about the Counter-Strike. The literal one thing is just the Counter-Strike. So we're not going to be delving into any of that because it doesn't overlap with the Counter-Strike, right? So uh, that that's that's it. We're just going to leave that one there and we're going to move on swiftly forward and uh, get stuck into the show. So Lucas, roll the bumper and let's start the recent news. All right, we're back, and uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff here to sink our teeth into. Now, Striker, I think we all need to take a moment here of appreciation, right? The Counter-Strike world, they need to take a moment. I want you guys to put your XQCLs in the chat for Striker right now, guys, all right? You juices out there. Uh, because Striker basically was the one updating the entire Counter-Strike world on what has been going on with the RMRs and the qualification process. Now, um, this is a two-pronged thing, and uh, I'm sure that we're going to speak, speak a lot about it here today. And I, I really do want to jump into... Um, different options as, as the show goes forward. But yeah, I just wanted to take a moment here, Striker, to, to say thank you, because I think without you updating everybody, and it's still confusing now for a lot of people, but without you at least doing the best job you could, uh, I think there would have been even more confusion. So uh, how, how many hours did you sink in this week into just keeping tabs on all that shit? I mean, I was looking at it almost like like every hour maybe like 30 minutes for every hour of like when anything was going on that was relevant to it like i'd say half the day essentially every well, every day that we kind of had anything relevant like that happening so yeah wasn't so much fun but i did it because i knew that people were confused and and, and they did they just needed that information and i have to say i felt like i did all this alone like we had i like had the chance to kind of like bounce off of liquipedia guys who were who for example knew first that heroic were through that's kind of like how I had to go and check like if they were correct and stuff like that and I confirmed it and, and and everything like that. So it's not like it's not like I was working at this alone and I had people that I could bounce off of if I was right with certain things and, and they they even like made me aware of certain things. So um a couple of the Liquipedia guys uh, and then Carbon was kind of there also helping me out. Uh, Carbon Dogma, who used to work with Liquipedia and I was a, a writer with us. So um I just yeah, just want to make sure that that people kind of appreciate everybody who is doing some stuff about it. The CSGO statistic guy, the Brazilian guy who's kind of been doing like the more in-depth stuff about like what teams need to do to even qualify for the major and stuff like that. I focused more on the RMRs and tried to do as much of the uh, more of the round robin and tried to focus on as much of the 
major implications as I could, but like with how many combinations there were, I kind of left like the, the really complicated stuff to them and kind of like bounced off of them uh, on the back of that. So yeah, didn't really actually get to watch much of Counter-Strike because of that, but uh, I, I did what I could. Yeah, and Prof, you were more than happy to take credit for that on social media, I saw. <laughs> of course, because I think, I don't know if people are actually memeing this right now, or is it actually happening that people confuse the two of us all the time? I know some people in chat are doing it right now and saying like, thanks Prof for the hard work and stuff like that. But legit people on articles that have at the top, like no picture of us, just the name, would just go and like, you know, Strikers article, great article, Prof and vice versa. So I, I find that still quite funny. I don't know where it came from. It just like magically appeared this kind of meme or maybe it's not a meme. I'm not even sure. So good I mean, I've had I've had a, like three or four people within like two hours write to me in, in Serbian, Croatian, whatever, one of the Balkan languages. I don't I can't really recognize uh, which which one it is, even though I can understand some of it. And they're just assuming that I'm Croatian, Serbian, whatever it is. Right. So I don't know. I guess there's like a point where it is a meme for some people who actually know who the two of us are and that we actually are not in fact the same person. And then uh, there are people who actually don't know that. So there we go. I think it's going to pick off more or kick off more now, right? So we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. Now they will be memeing on it. Now it will become uh, a big talking point. So, all right, now let's uh, let's jump on into this this drama that happened with Spirit and uh, Fallers today. Now, uh, so good. I, I, Prof, do you want to do the honors here? Because I saw it and I went, what the fuck is going on here? It was amazing. Just came out of nowhere and it's already resolved but it's amazing it's just like first of all just having a tweet come up spirit two tweets one in russian one in english amazing i love that brazilian orgs should look at that if you want to do an image tweet always tweet another one in english because we can't translate if it's not like text right it's very i mean it's not very difficult but just a hassle so they had a tweet just saying like oh forced did something uh not according to our agreement tried to get our players it's very bad. I'm call we're calling them out right now. And people are like, oh, what the fuck is going on? A lot of speculation, which players are going, like, why, why is this even an issue? Then we kind of went back and, and found that there was this alleged meeting between CIS teams uh, trying to set some ground rules for trading players, selling players within the region. So we presume that that is what they're referring to. And then later it turned out that that was just all a big misunderstanding. And uh, because Forrest clarified that they were approaching an academy player from Team Spirit, which they thought was a free agent, but he wasn't a free agent. So they withdrew from that situation. And uh, I think they even apologized. And now everyone's friends again. And uh, not a single CIS player is ever going to be sold. That's <laughs> Do they live by different rules over there? Like the way that they do? Seems like we, it, yeah. We don't have like poaching rules in Counter-Strike, right? Like no. if I wanted to go talk to a guy who was under contract and try and make Sponge's super team, I'm not going to get in trouble from Valve. ESL aren't going to, well, I don't know. Maybe ESL would give a fuck because it means I probably wouldn't be casting. But like, you know, there's 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 no rules like that here. It's not League of Legends. Like I know in League of Legends, the poaching rules are like a really big deal and, yeah. and it's looked down upon. So do they have like some kind of agreement in the CIS region where they're like going to keep their hands off each other? I, I, does anybody know? Well, there's that there's that meeting that Prof was kind of talking about, which happened something like a year and a half ago. It kind of got reported by, I think DK was one of the people, one of the main people who reported on it at the time. We never really heard anything official about it or what came out of that meeting or anything like that but it was meant to be something about player transfers and kind of like an agreement between the big cis orgs like fours like uh, navi virtus pro whatever lip whatever spirits rights um some of those names were meant to be there 
Um, I don't know who actually was there or if it even took place or what was even discussed there. I think nobody knows it really, but we assume that's where like these things come from essentially because Spirit said something about that they publicly made a commitment to whatever, not do whatever they did, right? So, um, so that's uh, that was the funny part about it. We just don't know what the actual understanding between those teams is uh, because the rest of the world just doesn't function that way, right? Like we never know what's happening in the CIS region. People just, I, it's almost funny to me because I thought the CIS region was exactly the opposite way. Like there's no rules there. It's just like either like you're just completely in jail and you just can't get out of your contract or like it's all free market, right? Like that's kind of how I see the, the CIS region, but apparently not, but apparently there are some rules. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit of a mystery. Maybe we'll see what happens in the future if somebody gets poached for, to Navi. It's, actually, it probably won't go that way. It'd probably be see getting poached from the Navi Academy. I don't think you'll ever get... That's the question people ask, right? Have you guys seen that question going around on the forums about Manasi about, um, oh, you know, he should go to a tier one team, whatever. Now, whether or not he, he can like compete at that level, I'm pretty sure he should be able to. But right. like, does it feel like he's locked there forever? I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but we have, a, we have more freedom tonight, it feels like. It depends. I, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how reasonable Navi are, right? Like, we think that they're this, like, big big org and they should be reasonable with their contracts. But then again, like, it's the CIS region. Sometimes, like, those contracts are really, really unreasonable. Uh, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to throw Navi under the bus because I just don't know, right? Like, I haven't seen their contracts or anything like that. I would assume that it's it shouldn't be, like, some, like, extra ridiculous amount that you pay for Zaiwu to get Zaiwu out of a contract with Vitati. I assume it's maybe, like, in the hundreds of thousands, because of how big of a talent Mon Monacy is and how big like he's hyped up and stuff like that, maybe that's that's the case, right? But it shouldn't be like some fucking three million like un unbelievable amount, right? So because he is playing for an academy team, he probably doesn't have a a salary that would justify that sort of a buyout, right? But that's that's the that's the question, right? How reasonable are Navi and how um, how they're like valuing their players and actually giving them something to in return for it? All right, let's uh, move swiftly on. I think we're done with the, the CIS for now. Well, actually, we're going to dive back into CIS a little bit. Lucas, I'm going to give you a link here. You can just bring this up. This is the uh, uh, completed list for the fall showdown, which is going to be taking place once we're done here uh, with the RMRs. Um, so the two new names to this list are Heroic and Virtus Pro. Uh, is that is that the only additions that we're looking at here, Prof? Yeah, I mean, we did have like a team replacement, which was uh, Vici. Lou, right? Oh, yeah. Vici. Vici qualified for the for the event, but they're not going. They're focusing on IM Fall, the yeah IM Fall Asia, so they can qualify for the major potentially, which they have pretty good chance. They just have to play outplace Taibu. So Lin Vision came in, but that's completely irrelevant. They're playing G two in the first game. I mean, it's relevant maybe because they said they're going to be bootcamping for a couple of weeks. Uh, they're going to be in uh, in Belgrade with the uh, with the rest of the gang. Nine Z is over there as well, so that's just a interesting trivia. But yeah, heroic and versus pro are in, and uh, the biggest news is Gambit is not in, so they're not going to be at the event. They're not going to be at the at the fall at the fall finals, which are after the major and should be like a big land in copenhagen uh that's kind of interesting would I'm, that be because yeah. they're already qualified for the world finals you think so i did uh ask people to figure out what happened and it seems like it was a half half that they maybe thought their schedule was going to be different than what it was so they maybe didn't want to go but at the same time uh things changed in the meantime and then it was too late to to go back on on that thing 
so that's why Virtus Pro came in instead of Heroic. It wasn't that Blast didn't want to invite them, even though this showdown series was pretty weird and didn't have any CIS qualifiers. So we didn't really have a chance to have Virtus Pro and uh, Gambit, for example. Like e either team could have gotten an invite. Heroic was obviously going to be one of them. So it's kind of a weird situation with uh, with this this season yeah th this list starts to look a little bit more interesting when you see like the performance that fiend have had here so far right maybe they're able to uh, go for a decent run right i guess they'll probably be versing heroic in the second round there i have to get past loba first but you know let's let's assume and then what else are we looking at here so the, i think uh the, the like mobby... dignitas who still did pretty reasonably well right so like yeah. movie star movie star I'm trying to teams. say Movistar because that's the way they want me to say it, Straka. I don't Is want it? to upset because, the like, Spaniards. I've heard, I've heard even Spaniards say Movistar. So oh, I'd, really? Yeah, that's oh, why I'm kind fuck. of confused about the whole thing as well. I think I, it's just the accent. It should be Movi. Okay. It's, it's not a movie brand. It's like a mobile phone brand. Okay. Right. I, I get so scared when I fuck things up. Like I, I really try to do my best pronouncing stuff, but some things I literally just can't. Like I interviewed Roy today and I was like, Roy, like that's how you say your name, right? And he was like, uh, well, no, you say it like this. And then I was like, all right, you're cool with Roy, though. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. And Zyphon was there as well. I'm like, Zyphon, that, that, that's really easy, right? And he's like, he, he said it. And I'm like, Lucas, can you say it for everybody at home? Is he here, Lucas? How do you say Zyphon in Danish? I'm, I'm scared of saying it wrong now. Just say, say it. Siphon. That was close. I, he said it quicker, and I couldn't keep up. I was like, uh, yeah, okay, so Zyphon's fine. Yeah, he was like, yeah, that's cool. So we worked it out. They ha they ha it's just some of this stuff, man. And and that's the thing. Like Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. But yeah, okay, so going back in on this Blast Premier stuff for the full showdown, only two of these teams make it through um, to the arena, right? This is how this works. Now, for Heroic, this is great because they might get the opportunity to play in front of a Danish crowd. Um, I'm sure that's what they're going to be butting for here. Um, but we're going to dig into this again next week, I assume, right, boys? Yep, maybe, probably, yeah. Seems like okay. seems like the right time, yeah. There's no point talking about it now. Like, it's eight days away, and we have some more important stuff in the meantime. Sure. All right, so we will come back to this a little bit later on. We can talk more about the World Finals and all that stuff there, but excited to have that arena event for Blast going down soon. Um, okay, so I read this. I just read the headline, another one of these here, because I didn't read into it, because uh, I thought to myself, if Tommy is involved in this at all, 9Z are fucked. But basically, it's to do with the Immortals Gaming Club, MIBR, uh, announcing legal proceedings against 9Z. Does anybody want to do the TLDR for this? Because I, I don't know what the legal... Is it over a player, I would assume? I think, yeah. It's like super short. Um, Mayern, who was a wonder kid that joined MIBR, then went on to join 9Z on a transfer and is now no longer playing at that team or is loaned somewhere. Uh he joined on an alleged fee, not alleged, I guess it's, it is a fee of $35,000 or euros, but that fee never got paid to MIBR slash Immortal Gaming Club, apparently. And uh, 9Z are saying that there were some issues, but it's like Argentina, Brazil, blah, blah. And uh, essentially they they're want to sue them for the, for the money and damages and whatever. I just found that kind of funny. 9Z on a big org there, right? Like, not definitely, but are you going to bankrupt think... these guys? Tommy's uh, kind of comment to the Serta was like they want to, you know, get out the bad actors from the scene and clear up the the mess. But they should maybe start with their own team. 
uh, if they want the clear out. So just <laughs> just an idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's more result wise, right? It's got nothing. I'm sure Tommy's paying the bills. I'm sure he's not fucking around where money's involved. That's the thing. When Tommy and money are involved, like that's a conversation. Is there, there's certain people who have certain things in this industry. You just go, okay, if that guy's saying it. I'm not even gonna fuck it. Like when I saw it, I was like, I mean, well, yeah, they probably have the rights. I'm not. I'm not even gonna doubt that they have the legal rights to to do something like that. It's just I found it kind of funny for such a big org to like with with all the issues that they have. They should probably focus on those first. I'm not saying they can't do both, but it's just <laughs> they're not in a great place right now. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. We can move past this one uh, and we can get into uh, Lingby Vikings unveiling Trace as a coach. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, everybody, like you need to know that Trace was a legend of the 1.6 days MTW. He even tried to play a little bit of CSGO, but obviously he's, times. Yeah, he's one of the, the older boys. So it, it didn't really uh, take on off. And you would consider considering how big um, Danish Counter-Strike is that maybe he could have found a home there. But now with him as a, as a coach, um, it's going to be interesting to see what what he can bring and and maybe just how much you know he he can offer here. But um, didn't he used to play with Peter a long Who? time? I P I T A Peter Peter. Uh, no, I think you're. I don't think you're playing. I'm trying to remember with... a Fnatic roster with No, him. he played in SK. He played with no, Force he, he did, in the. He did play in Fnatic as well at the beginning of CS:GO. Yeah, true, but. He... Was Peter? No, I don't remember. It, but they, they actually played together at that time. It's kind of hard to remember. It was now. like a that was like the Zipex version, right? There's yeah, Zip yeah. Mari, Zipex Freeze, Trace Craig, and I just found one okay. version. Maybe that that wasn't the first one, possibly. Uh, well, let me see the first one. Actually, there's Ritter. Oh yeah, Ritter was there at some point. Ah, yeah, okay. But, so but my ancient there's no no Peter apparently. Well, Halvor's in chat, and we trust Halvor for like these really niche facts from sports and counter-strike he said they might have played together an early for next csgo roster with ritter i don't that's the thing i feel like i saw it but maybe i'm wrong like super early days anyway that's not the point the point right. here is he's the coach of the team he's a legend of the past and it's going to be interesting to see uh what he's going to be added to because lingby vikings um look they're, they're not necessarily a name on everybody's radar but these danish kids man you just have a look at what the copenhagen flames guys are doing we're going to talk about that soon the, i don't know what's in the water over there or why a danish counter-strike is is like this but it's it's very scary this is the team with um bird, bird from sky. sky that's bird right sky. yes yeah and, AKA uh, god from sky in the <laughs> tier 3 scene apparently that's how people call him on twitter god uh, from I, really, sky. I really like that nick i mean this is literally lingby vikings and god from sky is a team that when I was coaching the Croatian team in 2017, 18, this was a team that we were losing to all the time and like a couple of rounds before HLTV. And then they maybe beat us and then lose in the next round. That was kind of the, the status that they were on like three years ago, but they kept grinding, changing players like two or three. I don't know how many of them are left except him uh, in the team. Then they went to international. They had like NATO Safix. They had all of these different players. And this is the first time I think they broke into the top 30. This is shortly after they got uh, got Trace as the coach and they got Wolfie, who's like a Swedish-American player that just left North America and is like, okay, I'm, I'm Swedish now. Uh, please uh, accept me on the old continent. And he's doing quite well, honestly. Okay, nice. All right, well, we don't need to spend too much time on this. Let's get into the fun stuff, shall we? Uh, Strike, are you ready? Let's go. Right, I, don't know what, getting... I don't know what we're getting into. But oh, we're getting into who wants Let's... to be a skinnier, right? Oh, Pretty okay. quickly here. So uh, we're going to have a... Sorry, what was that, Lucas? 
Okay, write Bitskins in chat to enter giveaway. Thank you, Lucas. Uh, so tonight, because we don't have a special guest, Strike is going to be the one answering the questions here. Uh, so Prof has prepared these. I'm going to read them blind, and you all are going to be in the opportunity to uh, win some skins, right? The so let's fifth see. one will blow your mind. That's will blow saying. your mind. Is it exclamation point Bitskins, Lucas? Or is it just Bitskins? Okay, no exclamation point, guys. Oh, it doesn't matter? Okay, all right, type whatever the fuck you want. Anyway, let's get into who wants to be a skinionaire with Striker. Uh, where's the link? Oh, here we go. Question number one, Lucas. Get it up. Get it ready. What player has the biggest price tag in the IEM4 NA fantasy game? Oh, Jesus. This, oh, my God. Is it A, Elige, B, O, C, or C, Georgia Snorts? I think Look, it's I... George. George Snorts. George? George Snorts. I would assume because George of the... George Snorts. All right. I because of the was... prices being kind of like adjusted for like team ranking Yikes. and stuff like that, it shouldn't be the last one. Even if it had like some crazy rating, it should be like one of the other two. Uh, I feel like like this was a bait that Prof almost wanted me to go go for, but I'm not going to. So uh, I feel seconds. like you're still going I'm for trying the to remember. I'm gonna go with the leash. I think I'm just gonna go um, kind of like a safe route. I'm not. An, I honestly have no idea. So I'll this just could go be wild. With a oh okay. dear! Out the gates, Prof's done you like that. That was the first question. OC was the correct answer. Oh dear! Destroy okay. double bait. Well, Double we know what type we know what type of fucking quiz questions we're in for here. That set the bar extremely high. Okay, question number two. Oh dear. In which team is one for the future Mayan playing currently? Is it A. Furious, B. Isserus, or C. Nine Z? Um. Fuck. What have you done to him, Prof? What are you doing to me, man? Because like he's switched like three times, right? Ah, like in the past, whatever it is. Uh, that didn't go live. I hope. So. I hope that didn't <laughs> go out to our viewers. Okay. Well, it used seconds. to be. Well, it used to be a Cirrus, and it used to be nine Z. And I'm trying to remember if he's he's not in nine Z, right? It's Furious. No, I don't think he's in nine Z. I'm I'm gonna go with Furious because I uh, I have like three different. Uh, periods kind of like in mind about my arm, but I'm going to go with Furious. Okay. Lock in Furious, Lucas. Reveal the answer. It is not. My, my what? This is actually, this is incorrect. Okay. I don't know. Who okay. okay. All right. Lucas, he got that one right. I was going to say, if he was in okay. 9Z, that means I've, I I didn't do my homework well at all. Okay. Yeah, that exactly, one's correct, everybody. Like, <sighs> I wasn't sure up. if he wasn't benched there or something like that. So I was just like, Ugh. all right. All right. All right. Next one. Question number three. We're currently at 1-1 in the answers. Question number three is, a clip of Sponge eating something during a break surface this week on Twitter. What was it? Oh, yeah. I know that. I saw the toast with ketchup. Uh, it wasn't even just on... Oh, yeah, actually, it was on Twitter where I saw it. I thought I saw it on stream or something like that, but it was yeah. on Twitter. It was toast with ketchup. That one's correct. Uh, it was just bread, but uh, look, we, we can go with toast. It was fine. It was literally just bread. Uh, with but ketchup. With ketchup. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. that's right. Yeah, and it's it's delicious. You guys should try it at home. It's action packed with sugar. Has to be white bread. Doesn't work with any other kind. All right. Question number four. Oh, who has won the most MVPs? Gambit in twenty in twenty twenty one. Simple in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Device in twenty eighteen. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be Gambit. I think at least device. Surely has more in 18 alone. I think it's not Gambit. I think it's either Simple or Device. Because Gambit could have had what? 
maybe six. But what was Navi's year like last year? I'll say the Gambit did have six. It does have six. Six. I think, yeah, six was kind of like the number that I was that I just popped into my head. Not that I knew I was just like a ballpark. Device must have had wait, how many they want like 10 lands in, in 2018, I think, to straw us. So and device had most of those. So I would say he has more. He had more in 2018. Simple 19 and 20. They were, oh. I'm going to go with device. I think it's device. I'm not sure because the simple didn't have so that hot. many, I think. This is actually 2019. I'll say that I got this one wrong as well because I looked at the wrong year because device is correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Seven. This is my bad. I think the last one was Lucas's bad. I think he wrote down the wrong. There <laughs> this is correct. Let's we can share on. the blame. We can, okay. Well, two correct. No, three correct so far. Three. Okay. I so did everything. Only one wrong. <laughs> I'm the only one to blame. <laughs> okay. And the final question here. Oh, dear. The final question of the night for the uh, $15 skin. Question five. In the cult hit song, Jonathan E. Removed My Band, what is stopping Country God from returning to the forums on an alt? Is it A, internet scrolling, B, users trolling, or C, snitches reporting? Okay, I'm sorry, but I just don't know. <laughs> I didn't see this. Like, I saw you link this, yeah, and yeah. I didn't click on it because I was like, whatever, oh, I don't really care. So I didn't actually see it. I mean, Maybe it is admins ignoring. Them. Well, can I can I give him this one? <laughs> go go ahead. Just help me out with I'm that I'm pretty one. sure it's snitches reporting. Snitches reporting. Okay. I'm pretty I'll just, sure. I was just laughing at it because I have no idea. Sure. I didn't see that video. I mean, you should. It's great. You should definitely watch it. I recommend for every... There we go. go. Okay, so we salvaged this. We get away with four. Striker, good stuff, all right? So who's our lucky winner, Lou? Because I'm going to give you a drum roll, please. They were bloody hard, Prof. Yeah, they were. (laughs) They were really hard. I remember the first one, yeah, was 50-50 for me. Whatever. Okay. The The first uh... one was pretty easy, though. The winner of the... uh, Who wants to be a skinnionaire presented by Bitskins giveaway is well not giveaway quiz is mega underscore mind with two eyes that's m-i-i-n-d see i got spelling something in can't stop me actually it would be amazing if uh albania is ak-47 country god won this i'm just gonna say uh i I don't think he's been on twitch so maybe he can join us here sometimes wait is megamind still in the chat well he wins anyway megamind if you're not if you if you're not here i don't know what happens i don't know what happens He's here? Okay. Because I searched, I did at Megamind, I couldn't see him. But either way, Megamind, congratulations. And uh, well, that's going to conclude the recent news. So we've run the bumper, we've done the Who Wants to Be a Skinionaire, and we're only half an hour into the show. Boys, this is actually happening. We're actually flying through it. I didn't think this was going to happen, but it's happening. And then again, uh, we haven't really talked about anything like interesting whatsoever, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I, I guess let's get into the interesting stuff right here. Okay. Uh, we're gonna jump into talking about the IM4 EU side of things. Um, Do we okay. have a break now? No. No, I think we just I think we just keep going, right, Lucas? Okay, yeah. amazing. Okay, All right. There's no stopping. There's no there's no stopping this train now. A big one that we want to get into here is obviously to do with the format, the schedule, and uh, all the stuff around that because the, that's really had the, the majority of the conversation around this, right? Is first of all, the best of ones in the round robin. Uh, and second of all, it's quite clear that a lot of people out there who are watching at home, uh, a lot of people who are even playing in these games, uh, uncertain of the ramifications of the RMR system. 
Um, so I, I think that kind of just out the gates here, it's a combination of the two, right? A format that is confusing at the best of times with a format that is brand new and that people have no idea how it operates. And I think that has been such a big cause and a big headache um, for a lot of the a lot of the the, the scrutiny that's been going on. Um, but I just want to remind people with the RMR, this has been happening now for the better part of two years, right? We have to go back to, to early 2020 when the RMRs were introduced and we were all made very aware back then that this was a point system and, and that's the way that uh, teams were going to be uh, able to qualify for the next major. We moved away from the format that was to do with uh, minors uh, and eight teams as the legends securing themselves a spot within the next major. We moved away from that, right? And I think moving away from the eight teams locking themselves in from the next major is actually a good change, right? And that's one of the changes that a lot of people wanted because uh, just because you want, you were a top eight at the last major doesn't necessarily mean you're a top eight Counter-Strike team going into the next major, right? So having teams vie for those spots and show that leading into an event they're the best teams uh out there right that would have the goal of the rmr now obviously we had the whole online situation uh, which has made this a lot more difficult this is the first rmr within those two years that has been run on land um and i, I i'm curious if having these events on land the entire time would have seen different point distributions for the earlier rmr events that we've had um, but some of the things that I, I kind of want people to consider with all of this is the reason that I think that we have multiple RMR events is several fold, but two of the key ones for me, um, is to make sure that we have the most recent teams who are the best being able to qualify, right? Like if the first RMR at the start of the year took place and now the team that won it was shit, right? They just weren't good. Then that would show. So we're kind of ironing out outliers, right? Like Akuma is an outlier. We ironed out Akuma as an outlier. They did good in the previous CIS RMR, but in this one, they didn't do good. Well, they didn't do good in the Starlighter one either. So we ironed out that inconsistency. This is where I think it falls apart. And and I wouldn't mind hearing from you here, Striker, because obviously you spent so much time trying to deal with this to see how confusing it was. But this is just qualifiers, I think, that people are conflating with being a standalone event where teams should qualify, right? These are several qualifiers. So that's there's a confusion there as well, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. The I guess the problem with that is that, like, the points, there are so many more points now on offer compared to the previous one. And also the system, I think, is different because I think the last one was all 16 teams got points or something like that. Uh, I might be wrong with that, but I think it was something like that as well. And so, like, basically, like, you get such a so much more points that if like the the from the first RMR teams who did like reasonably well and then they don't do anything now they're basically out right even though like uh, it's they could be like just on the brink right like let's say they play top 12 now that's still top half but they they get nothing for it like they technically played reasonably well but they didn't actually get, get anything for it to get a little bit of a bump on top of what they got in the in the first set right so i think that's where like the biggest problem stems from because there was such a big gap there's now so many more points compared to the previous one that it just matters so much more. And like to a degree, it obviously like it should be that way to a degree, just because you want to favor the most recent results because that's like the most uh, accurate that you can get in terms of like who's actually good now, and that makes sense for for qualification. But because of the second one got skipped, like the the sample size is so small, and the second one is kind of like so much more important that it kind of skews things towards the you know the quote-unquote fluky teams who only you know did well at, at this one last one right like if you look at the four teams that obviously made it to the playoffs and we definitely didn't expect them and they didn't do anything the previous rmr but already have a chance to go to the major right just with a top eight finish here so that's kind of 
that's where I think the problem lies, like because of the points distribution and because of there not being a second event for like more of the consistency factor to come in. Yeah, I think that is obviously a problem with the European side of things, right? Um, now we, but we always like, well, at least we've we've seen upsets in major qualifiers before, right? I want to make, I want people to understand right. this. This isn't like an anomaly within itself. Like, I'm going to go ancient history again for everybody because people seem to have short memories. But when I qualified for majors back in the day, right, Katowice 2015, we had to qualify as an Australian team against European teams. Do you think anybody thought? that Vox Eminor was going to be a favorite against Dignitas and, um, oh, fuck, I'm sorry, Natu, mm -hmm. uh, 3D Max, yeah. right? Did any did anybody think that we were going to beat those teams and qualify for the major in that? No, they didn't, but then we did, right? And 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 this is the thing. This is this event, we know that Europe is the most stacked region. That's why it has 24 teams in attendance here because we know the disparity between the number one, right? Sure, they're really, but then as you go down, it gets harder and harder to define who's, who's three and four, who's six and seven. Like that becomes really, once you get down to the point of like, the, from 16 to 24 jesus christ like you you could put those guys and play each other all the time right it's going to get difficult now there's obviously better solutions we could have had right prof right there's there's there's, there's definitely better solutions um, yes but but what do you think because we haven't had everybody qualify just yet right it's not yeah. locked in so there's, far like the teams that qualified so far i'll just read you the list bring up so, to bring up here there we go bring yeah up, i guess yeah, PGL Major Stockholm. So number one in the world, Navi. Number two in the world, Gambit. Number three in the world, Vitalik. Number four in the world, G2. Number five in the world, Heroic. Now number five, they were like number six phase, dropped down a bit lower. Okay, but they still have a chance. So number five, Heroic. Number six, NIP. Number eight, Astralis. Number nine, Virtus Pro. Number 14, Spirit. This is now CIS, right? Number 17, Atropic. And then the two minor regions, Renegades and the Sharks, which are, their ranking is not important, of course, because they can't really climb the rankings anyway. So, so far, this is 12 of the 24 teams, pretty good lineup, right? I think we could say pretty good. We can still get a couple of these, like FaZe, the team that's missing, big OG. OG big, yeah. Yeah, Complexity is definitely out. Fnatic is out, Liquid. but they're not really good. Liquid is probably a team that's going to qualify from NA. Uh, so overall, I think we'll probably get out of the top 20, still get 16 teams right we'll probably get 16 out of the top 20 teams that's still pretty likely so i don't think that is in that that is going to be bad i think the result is going to be bad uh just because of course when we look at the playoffs here where we have like four underdog teams and four favorites into the uh, out of the eight in the playoffs that is kind of crazy to crazy to see and there is a lot of things that we can talk about about the about the format but saying that it's everything's ruined it's not saying the best of ones are going to ruin everything and round robin. It's also also really not the case. Maybe maybe it's going to get some random results. There's going to be one or two teams that went through that maybe someone else would have if everything was best of three. But it's not the end of the world. Uh, I think what I also tweeted about that like people not understanding the... I mean, not people, but players actually not understanding what the match means and calling out the players and the organizations. This isn't that much about, oh, you guys are stupid. What the fuck? Why should you should know this? This is about if you're going into the into a match like OG did against Mad Lions, for example, thinking that if they don't win, they're not going to the major. You're essentially putting so much unnecessary pressure on yourself. And then as the coach, as the manager of the team, as whoever is working in the organization, you're failing there. Like you're building unnecessary pressures on your players that can 
like play like a normal game and even if they lose og still have not even a de like a small chance they have a decent chance to go through anyway you should know that before going into the game that just like okay maybe if, if shit starts going bad as it did for them like losing 7-0 i think on ct side the uh, nuke yeah then they can like okay like if we lose we still have a good chance just let's let's just chill right i think that's the big failure on them because at that point i know it's complicated I would not be able to figure out these things myself. I mean, I would, but it would take so much time and I'd be super frustrated. But there are people that understand that there's literally an article on this website called HLTV. I know you all visit it. Just click on it. You go down to OG. You read like three paragraphs. You understand what's going on. I think that's a massive failure for, for some of these like teams to not understand these things. Of course, you can say that the format is shit, that everything's complicated. But our Mars, as our Mars, will always be complicated. Like, we didn't get to this point last year where we had people qualifying for the major because we knew that the major is not going to happen yeah. <laughs> before we got to this. So no one really cared about these things. Some points here and there were delivered, but people didn't really know what it even means. No one really cared. So we didn't focus on these things. But if we had a different format of the tournament, we'd still get very similar things. Maybe it wouldn't be so complicated because we have rmr and then on top of the rmr we have the i mean on top of the round robin we have the rmr so we have implications inside of the R round robin group another round robin group that has implications on this group and another one and then we also have the rmr points which all add together so that of course is co confusing it is i'm not a fan of it but it's not if you're a pro player you should know these things you really should know this there's no there's no going around it well, we know that pro players usually don't have the best grasp on formats, right? Yeah. Normally, yeah, right? but they don't have to. They just need someone to tell them, like, this is the situation. We need to win. If we don't win, we have, let's say, twenty percent, thirty, fifty, seventy percent. Well, let's just give like a like a ballpark uh, of of going through. Or do we uh, have to rely on other people fucking up, or is it in our hands? Those are like three parameters that a player needs to know, and and that's it. Yeah, I think another point here on on this, like I saw a lot of people critiquing um, the MR3 uh, overtime. overtime. Yeah, but the thing is, without you know, sounding like a no, actually, I'm not going. I'm I'm really calm tonight. I don't have anything to worry about. Um, without that, it would have been round difference. Tell me what you'd prefer, right? Because <laughs> I, I give you a hot tip of what I prefer. They at least get to fight for their ability, right? To 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 take that spot, which. If it was done on the mainstream, right, and and we could devote like have all the attention that we we would like to have, it could be hype as fuck. Like think about how cool that could be, right? But it's obviously confusing because we're not used to it, right? We're we're not used to that having it coming down to that. Um, and b because of the ramifications for everybody's favorite team, it's like, oh no, this is shit. Well, no, it, you. It's better that happened because what would have happened was we would have gone back to round difference between these teams, which can usually be map dependent, right? Like if you or CT side and you can use fucking and, yeah. and that's a problem in itself. So we're lucky that we had these tiebreakers to actually try and determine these because teams on their merit, even though it was just a best of one environment, were still able to play for the position as opposed to not being able to do so. So it's the best of a bad situation but it's still better than what we had, right? So I think we need to, we need to count our lucky stars a little bit there as well. Um, but do we want to we we can we can break this up into a couple diff different buckets right we can talk about first of all the rmr system as a whole or we can talk about just the esl round robin system like, actually i think we talk about um, esl look, first and then we can lift up to rmr i, I okay. can start us i can start us off this way right 
which is that no matter what format would have been used, the RMR implications on top of that would have made things confusing either way. Like, yes, maybe not as confusing as they were now now because of, like, if you, for example, if all these teams were in, in just like a double elimination format, it would have been relatively simple. Like, this team has to, as long as this team doesn't place this high, this team has to place this high to, to qualify, right? But it's still, like, it's so, inter it, the, like, cross-reference heavy and stuff like that. Very, like, other team dependent. You, it, it's not just a... Like you place this high and you make it for some teams it is yeah of course but not for everybody right so like because of how complicated it is and reliant on other teams results and stuff like that it doesn't matter what you would choose like if you had a swiss system but between these 24 teams if let's say there was 32 then like it would be the same thing like you'd still be looking at like what the wait wait if this team has to do this badly for my team to still have a chance if they they do this well right like it would still be really fucking complicated either way. So it doesn't matter. Like round robin, yes. It introduced a little bit more confusion in regards to how teams can even go to like a certain placing and stuff like that. Yes, it made things more confusing, but not a lot more compared to like any other uh, any other uh, uh, format. I, I see some people in, in chat obviously talking about the schedule here. Now, obviously I'm an ESL shill and you know that I, I, I disclaimer. I, yeah, no, like, but I, I do, I do definitely when like, a lot of the stuff that people will jump up and up and down about, like I'll maybe be a little bit more like tapered on because maybe I understand like the reason why it happened or maybe I have a little bit of inside info on like, oh, this is this is the decision making. But then when stuff's shit, like I, I'm more than happy to say when stuff's shit, right? Like that's no You've drama. You've called out in the past, like that's, that's no secret. Yeah, and I don't, I, I like people aren't going to think that, right? Because they're going to have their own biases and stuff and that's fine, right? I, I, it's This is this is all good. I understand how this game works and that's, that's fine. I get it. But ESL, Having look, think about the other RMR events that we had in the lead up to this. You guys remember the Epic League one? Let's let's just say like that was one of the arguments that the biggest problem is that ESL is running everything. Like, literally, were you born yesterday? Did you not see the last couple of RMRs that we had? There's so many problems, so many problems, and uh, one of them was inconsistencies. And stuff like that, like Summit using one rule set for giving up uh, RMR points, having invites, and then the other tournament not having that. There are a lot of issues with that. So let's not just like collectively have, I don't know, just like the man in black thing. We don't remember anything that was going on. There are a lot of issues. So having a proven tournament organizer to run it, I think overall is good. Good. Could it maybe be been done differently? So we have more focus on this and that. Maybe, but there's very little time to to do all of these things. And I think overall the job has been done pretty well. Of course, the the schedule thing, I will not go into the into the why it had to start so so late. I think that was kind of bullshit. Like for no particular reason did we have like CIS starting at, I don't know, two or three PM when they could literally start at 10 a.m. The, I think it was because no... of the Asia, uh, uh, yeah, Oceania. But they stuff. had like one game there. Yeah, I don't see how that is super. They could have started. They could have definitely started those matches at different times, which could have meant that the CIS games yeah. could have gone a little bit more forward. No, I think that I think that the games running like like after it, midnight. That is that is dumb. I agree. That I agree. I, I don't like working after midnight either. When I'm sitting there and it's like twelve o'clock and we're in a game and I want to be hyped and excited about something, but. You know, even though I tried to turn my sleeping pattern around, I can sympathize with the players. They're doing a job that's much harder than mine. 
right? And I know that it fucking sucks, like having to be there and trying to do your job to the best of your ability. Well, they're competing to get into the biggest event, right? The scheduling thing, I can definitely sympathize with. And considering as well, um, the the fact that, considering as well, the fact that they had that agreement with the CSPPA and then it's still like, that right there is just like the cherry on top of the fucking cake with all of it, right? It's like, okay, so we agreed upon this, but, you know, ah, there's delays happen, so it's all good. Like, I mean, they still, like, obviously things... Things kind of went fucked in CIS, and that was a big reason why at least the first three days in Europe went as badly as they did. Like, they should not have gone that badly. It's just like CIS really taking forever, like multiple games going to overtimes and stuff like that in one of those days. And then, yeah. like, all of those close games that were like in the first couple of days, especially, like, that just fucked everything. Uh, but I think that like, is over the line, essentially bound to happen. Like, when you do tournaments, you know that if the last game of, of the day is starting, like, 10 45 and you have like eight nine games before that that is not gonna start right. at 10 it's not gonna start at 10, it's gonna start it never does 11 30 earliest it's not gonna start before that so it's gonna go after midnight it's obviously gonna go after midnight and that sucks like i'm a guy that also likes to go to bed at like 11 now so i was just like not watching even if i was watching it was like the zombie mode watching it's not that i super enjoy it to to watch a game until 1 a.m these days boomer time there, there was another thing that stuck out for me, like as well as the schedule, but the the complaints about the best of ones. Now, look, I understand that the the Counter Strike, right? This is guys. I really need to get something through to everybody's fucking head for a second. Now, I said I wasn't going to rant. I'm going to rant a little bit. The last major that we had had best of ones. It did for different stages in the major. It had best of ones. The Katowice major before that had best of ones. The majors that I played in had best of ones, where the last three maps were randomized to decide which map you were going to play on. Right, so just because everybody at home is so used to this standardized thing of playing and think that this that's the way it'll, it 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 hasn't been that way. You're fucking fooling yourselves if you think it's been that way forever. And not only that, here's the deal: at what point do we need to go? Okay, best of ones are acceptable. There is a there is an open qualifier for everybody to play in. Oh, yo, fuck! We can't have single elimination best of one games. There, there's like a million fucking teams. We have to start at some point. At one point, the format needs to be manageable, right? The format has to taper upwards and be manageable. Best of ones as well. Go back and look at the majority of these games. There was definitely some upsets. Look at the fucking CIS with Indy Ray, right? Look, those motherfuckers. How the hell did they top their group? They still didn't qualify for the major, right? We ironed out those outliers. But th this is the thing. Like these games, I'm watching them. Like when I watched uh, G2 get upset, when I, uh, sorry, I didn't watch G2 get upset. Who did I watch get upset? When Sinners, fuck, it was a, it, fuck, I wish, forget Heroic? which game it was. Heroic, maybe? Forgot which game it was. Or Complexity. Complexity. Maybe complexity. it was Complexity. Complexity, complexity got centers, outplayed. Yeah. Complexity got outplayed. When I watched FaZe lose on Mirage against against Fiend, Fiend. they got, oh, they got destroyed. They, get out, they got outplayed. They got out aimed. They got owned and they're on land. So what's your excuse now? Like, are we, oh, it's best of one. It was their best fucking, it's the phases map. It's Mirage. Like, guys, what more do we want to give them here, right? So when I see best of ones used as this talisman to be able to go target and say, these are all the problems. First of all, some of your teams, they legitimately lost. Second of all, there will be, I, in the past, there've been best of ones in majors. I'm going to hazard a guess. I don't know the major format. I'm going to hazard a guess and say there's going to be best of ones in the major format, right? Like I, I haven't had anything from PGL. I only got announced today on the talent roster. I only uh, had confirmed with them very recently that I was even going to be working the major, right? So I don't have any information outside of that, right? There will probably be best of ones in the major. What are you guys going to say in the major when your team loses the best of one? The what? format. Why isn't the, why is the major only two weeks? Uh, should be four weeks. Um, should be the whole year. Thing. Should. <laughs> 
No, there are a couple of these kind of ridiculous statements about, oh, why is it only two weeks? Why is the qualifier for one region only two weeks? Two weeks. Only two weeks. It's two fucking weeks on land, 24 fucking teams. Like, this is the, this is legit the biggest land in terms of how many people are playing at the same time in ever in top tier CS. I think maybe I'm not, maybe I'm wrong, but in terms of an event, LAN event that everyone's playing at the same time. I think you might be right, actually. And everyone's having their, their tournament and like hotel and everything paid by the organizer. I think we never have 24 teams playing at the same time, like Copenhagen games, maybe like some 1.6 stuff, but I don't think yeah. most of the things weren't that big. And when we have like, even when we had uh, Cologne, we had the plans and then the main event. So this is fucking massive. This is a fucking massive event. This event that's going to last the same same length as the fucking major. Yeah, like true. I, it can't be bigger than this. This is already unreasonably big, and we can move to the RMR thing, kind of because this is the the point I was thinking about. And maybe Striker, you can help me. Originally, we should we didn't have the plan wasn't to have RMRs. It was to have MRs, right? Major ranking events, which would have all regions playing together. And we'd have a couple of these through the through the event. I think the top eight still got invited directly from the past major into the yeah. new major or something like that. Mm. And then we had a couple of these major ranking events. Something like, or may, maybe they just got a lot of points to start off with. Yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, I mean, the I majors, majors themselves right? got majors themselves were like one of the major like next yeah. major ranking so events. Essentially, so essentially like they all it was, was planned. I think for sixteen team events or maybe twenty four team events to happen for the whole world a couple of times per year, and these would be also be like a week long events. This is not Valve doesn't want fucking major ranking events that have fifty thousand dollar prize pools for the best teams in the world to be the main events of the year. These are just ranking events. It doesn't make any sense for them to be bigger than Pro League, bigger than all of these things that people put in millions, have a great production, build this product for the whole year, like Blast, like any any even flashpoints, right? Why would they be bigger than these tournaments? It doesn't make any sense. It's just a tournament to decide like. Okay, are you good enough to play the major? Not okay. I mean, two weeks. It's two fucking weeks. Plus the qualifiers, plus the close qualifiers. All of this shit is like four weeks long. It's it's a lot. I don't know. We can't have a bigger event than this. We can just do it better. We can maybe use a better format. Maybe we can use less teams on land. Maybe we can do some some other things that that we can talk about later. But I don't think making it bigger makes any fucking sense. Yeah, you got any takes on this, striker? No, I pretty much agree. Like people, people who say like the qualifier should run for a month. Like I mean, we're fucking hell. Like first of all, this this was a, the second like qualifying tournament, so it's not like just one tournament, you know. And then everybody I mean, goes to the major. That's the not reason true. why we didn't have three RMRs because we don't have space in the calendar. Like why would we have one RMR that's going to last a month? We could have then had two RMRs. Problem solved. It would be amazing. Not the I, best thorn impression I've ever heard on this channel. By I, the way, it wasn't that thorn impression. <laughs> okay, it kind of sounded like what. Oh dear. oh dear okay well look uh i i wanted to i wanted to move into talking about what we could do better with rmrs um because this this clearly needs some work right this this clearly needs some work but i want to set the groundwork for everybody at home to understand how this is not easy guys the reason i am going to get a little bit ranty right because there's so much stuff that people don't seem to quite grasp within our scene that makes things a very big problem now, stop me, boys, whenever I hit a point here and I'm wrong, because I'm sure that I'll be wrong at certain points. But from my understanding, right, 
majors are open to everybody. That's the entire point of the major. And that's the way that Valve want to operate the majors. They need to be open to everybody. Every single player out there, a team that wants to be able to try and compete should have an opportunity at some point to try and qualify. We now have uh, three tournament organizers, uh, four tournament organizers, actually, uh, ESL, Blast, Flashpoint, and the is it's it's the the conglomerate. It's like the relog. The what what are they called? Yeah. They've got Ali, a name. Oh, champ, champion of champions, whatever. Whatever the group that group tour is. tour I think is what the yeah. So champion all, of champions tour I think all of those right have like partner teams. Okay, right now I need you guys to understand what that means. If you have partner teams in your event, it is more like an exhibition match than it is an open event like Valve want. Valve want to start at the top with this really, really wide funnel, and they want to come all the way down to the bottom that is the major, right? And then obviously the winner of the major. If you have all these different TOs who are running these events with partnered teams, right? What that means is it's not open for everybody to qualify with the same chances. And right there is our problem because we cannot run the circuit as a year-long qualification for the major with that in mind. That just can't happen because if you go to Blast and you get extra points that qualifies you further into the major, well, eight of those teams automatically get points, uh, sorry, 12 of those teams automatically get points just for being Blast teams. The 13 ESL partner teams automatically get points for being in ESL's events as well. Just go watch the Devil Walk episode where he explains how the how Blast partner teams get more points in ESL than anyone else and essentially keep them longer than anyone else and why that, that's fucked. Those are the things that Valve doesn't want essentially to happen. So so if 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 the TOs want to go that way and i need to explain to you i know that you guys all think that the tos are evil right i know that you all think that at home oh fuck the tos they're just trying to lock down the scene the tos are trying to make money there's one party in all of this that doesn't make money and it's the tos the players make money i make money right uh, the the fucking teams are making money off of prize money and shit the to right hltv.org I'm pretty sure they're fucking can't, making can't money. Comment, can't right? comment on I'm that. I'm pretty sure they're making money. I know per, per has said we have, we have been profitable since like, I don't know how, when. Okay, so that's beautiful. All the face that I'm pretty sure is making money with their pug system, right? ESEA, probably not. Nobody plays on that, unfortunately. Um, but all these things are making money, right? But the TO is not making money. So what's the TO trying to do to make money? They're trying to make deals with the partner teams so that those teams bring you, the viewer at home, to watch their tournaments. More views means they can sell that to sponsors. More sponsors means potentially more money coming in the door, right? Then they're doing rev share with the teams so that the teams can get something out of this too. So teams can get some more money. The TOs can try and get money because they have these things secured, right? We are not an open circuit right now. And that right there in lies the problem. So we have two choices as a community. We either need to come up with a better way to do the RMR system and try and wedge them into the calendar around these TOs. The TOs are the ones who are keeping the game alive while the majors aren't on. So as much as you hate them, as much as you say, fuck these guys for crowding the calendar, this is fucking shit. They are the ones who mean that we can watch Counter-Strike every single fucking day of our lives. And you might say it's oversaturated. You might say that. If you think it's oversaturated, I'll tell you what to do. Hit that little fucking X button and go do something else with your time. Because that is the only way, if you think it's oversaturated, to make your point made. That's the only way. If you don't and you keep watching and you enjoy the content, it's not oversaturated, right? It's not. It's just not that it, you wouldn't watch and the players wouldn't play if they really thought it was oversaturated. And if they are, right, the players, if they are just wanting to play and play and play to make as much money as they can, that's on them. That's a life choice, right? They get to make those decisions. They're part of teams that make those contracts, right? Those deals. That's also on them. Okay. So we've covered those things. 
I'm getting a little bit lost in my thoughts here, but we're getting there. We're almost there. I promise you that. Here are the two choices. Here are the two choices, everybody. One, we come up with a better way to do the RMR system. But I will put it. I will put a plea out to all of you at home. I know there's some smart cookies out there, much smarter than I will ever ever be, who could work out a system that we could have in place with RMR points or points of a similar way that would be fairer for teams to qualify for the major, or even just different systems altogether. I know there might be some smarter people out there. Or we come up with an entire system where we can work with Valve with the players, with the TOs, with all of us to make sure that the entire year-long calendar of Counter-Strike turns out to be that funnel into the major, right? That's not easy. Prof and Striker, I showed them something that I was working on a while ago. I'm working on some ideas on how to try and make this happen. And I stopped. I stopped because I thought we were all past this bullshit, right? But we're clearly not. We need to be able to come up with a way to do this. So off the top of your head, Striker and Prof, and I'm putting you on the spot here, do either of you have a better idea of what we can do with the with the landscape that exists now that aren't RMRs? Look, like in the ideal scenario, we'd use everything, right? Like we'd use just like every result that we have available to to determine the, the teams at the next major, basically. Mm-hmm. But like obviously what that comes with is the problems that you you kind of outlined, right? Like not every team has the, the exact same opportunities because of the biggest tournaments having locked out a certain number of spots, right? So, uh, and that's not due to merits, that's due to their partnerships. So that's not, obviously, as like just to reiterate what you said, that's not what Valve wants. Valve just wants the best teams on merit merit to go to the major, right? And like, why wouldn't they? That Like that you just want the best teams to be at your major. That's uh, That's pretty much what everybody wants, right? So like, the problem is, like, I just don't see a way out outside of what we've already seen, right? Like, doing these uh, these RMR events because we can't make current, like, already existing events RMRs because of these problems. Because there are certain rules that need to be in place that make it as free as possible, make, make it as open as possible. And that's kind of, like, use only the RMR points as, like, invites to the main tier tournament or or invites to the close qualifier and stuff like that. Like that's never going to happen in an ESL Pro League where 13 teams are meant to be partnered in a blast where 12 teams are partnered and don't even play, like don't even have anybody else coming in at the first stage and stuff like that. So like as much as I, as much as I'm not a, a big fan of how it works now, I just don't see a better way at this point than like creating extra tournaments on top of what we already have to to have these tournaments in. What do you think about like a hybrid system? Uh, because obviously we don't want to give RMR points to let's say Cologne, because Cologne has like eighty percent of the teams are invited based on ESL ranking or like 60 percent based on like ESL partner teams, uh, essentially. And even these that are not ESL ranking, but the ESL Pro Tour, which is easier for teams that are ESL partners to get. Uh, even though people will try to say that it's not, it is. Uh, so we don't want to give everyone points because essentially some teams are like a lot of teams are going to be there because they're partnered. But what if we only gave like points to the first team or we only gave a direct invite to the major for a team for a couple of events per year, which could be Katowice Cologne, could be like Blast Finals, could be, you know, a couple of these events. So instead of rewarding everyone, Valve just rewards the winner of massive a couple of massive events so that could be like, like last two with their world finals yeah yes like a similar similar style to that and then still have the points that we have some of these rmr events which would be essentially not for all of the top teams but for 
like all of these that couldn't win that and maybe a couple of these top five top 10 teams that didn't manage to qualify through this or doesn't have enough points or like a ranking from from the last major something like that because ideally if we go back into like normal land stuff we'll have two majors per year so we don't really have that much time to do all of this shit. so we should probably think of doing something a bit more streamlined that is a part of uh, of our normal system because especially if Val doesn't want to make armor tournaments massive tournaments by prize prize pool right that that is also something that needs to be taken into account if fucking IMCIS had a $500,000 prize i'm sure that navi would really care about the grand final even the, the even if it didn't have implications on on the actual major because gambit and navi were both qualified at legend status but if there was like 200 300,000 dollars on the line i'm they would care about it right mm. so maybe there is a system between that could be that could be found of course that implies that Val would need to work with these tos and kind of acknowledge them and some of these tournaments being big, which they do to some degree still, at least on social They're media. Getting better you, know, at it. you know, oh, Cologne is going on. You know, they tweeted a couple of things. So maybe we can get to that point. Um, maybe. You guys, re you guys remember what I ran you guys through? I think yeah. I ran. Well, yeah, it looked like, degree, yeah. uh, you know, Beautiful Mind or uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. that's, that's I more or less what too, it looked like. Too good to be true do in we, terms of like we... everybody playing playing uh, friends with each other, right? Like that's just oh, a sure. problem. But, but here's the thing, right? Like one of the key things that you just mentioned there, Prof, is is one of the key things that all of this has to, has to happen, right? Is that Valve have to help us more. Right, like they don't have to help us a lot more. We like we like that we like that. Daddy went out to get cigarettes, and he he only sends checks home, you know, once a year. We like that because we get to play, we get to do whatever we want, we get to make all these crazy good game modes, and Facer get to make money off of having anti cheat and a really booming pug service. And we 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 like this, right? Because we don't have Riot there, right? We don't have the helicopter parent of Riot there going, no, 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 don't don't do that, right? That's too fun, right? We don't we don't have that. We we have full reign, right? So one of the key things here, it's really important, right? It's really important that Valve help us a little bit more. And we don't we don't want a, a lot more help. We just need a little bit more help. And right for them to decide, I think I worked out the figures and I've forgotten it, guys, because I focused on this a lot. Like a couple of months ago, I focused on this a lot. But the figures was like Valve in a year, if they were doing three RMR events and they were picking uh, for the six different regions and they let's just assume that they were having to handpick different TOs for all different regions. Um, so you guys can do the maths, right? So that's uh, three times six. That's right. That's it. Three times six, three times six plus two majors, right? right? There might be there might be more, there might be less, right? So uh, my math is really bad. So let's, let's well, just say roughly about 20 events, right? That Valve have to be involved in like picking, right? Is that that's yeah. about right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's probably less because, like, as we were talking about before, with how the system should have worked in the first place before we got kind of relegated to 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 regional tournaments, it should have been just two mm. for the next major. So it should have been like the major and two more events, kind of deciding the the teams at the next at the next major. It wouldn't be regional. That's the, the, okay. that. That was the plan, and I assume that's what we would go back to, but. Um, like maybe they just like, you know, the regions being separate because of you know how they used to deal with it with, with the miners, obviously, and stuff like that. But then again, like if you do do this, then you create the problem of like you just lock in these regions into these this amount of spots and they can't get out of it. 
So I think we would just like in an ideal world, we would get back to where everybody would qualify at the same time from all regions in one place in one tournament, not separately, because then like you can't like if one region just gets better, like let's say NA or worse, you know, let's let's use NA as an example. Like at this point, NA probably doesn't really deserve six major spots outright, right? Mm. So or whatever it is that they, they got they five, get I think. Fair five, right? There you go. Um then but you you can't really know until you know you see maybe all five of them run in the last base place or whatever, right? So um in any case, I think it was meant to be just two for everybody, right? In between. Okay. So and then that the third ranking event would count as the major, right? right. And we would just have to fit the and that would be much more doable, but then we would also still need qualifiers for those events per region mm. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah so true um it would still come into play now boys humor me here humor me here i have this stuff i found i just dug through my google drive you we, can you humor me here we, we i can quickly run through this with the people at home maybe yeah all right okay oh my god I, I wanted to make sure i had this all done properly but i haven't done it properly so we're going to run through it and it's going to be shit but here we go <laughs> um L lucas can you bring this up I've, I've shared you uh the thing for my google drive here so I want to run everybody at home through a concept I had. And there's a couple of things that are really important when keeping this concept in mind. The first thing is um, we want to incentivize tournament organizers to move away from franchise slash partner team models, right? We want them to want to opt into this. The second is the thing we were just talking about with wanting Valve um, to be uh, more hands-on. So. On the screen right now in front of you is a spreadsheet. Um, I'm also going to bring up a calendar in a second here as well. Now, I, I, there's a lot of elements to this, guys. So I apologize if we end up all over the place, but in my head, it, it kind of makes sense. So I based a lot of this stuff off of things that already exist within our calendar years of Counter-Strike. Now, as you can see here, if we start at the top, you can see major, two of them a year, 24 teams per event. The event is three weeks. Now that can be two weeks, like what we're doing for this next one, right? That The, the duration can change. These things are just things that I was floating with to, to make this work. It's a LAN event. It's a $2 million prize pool and points, which I was starting to base off of the tennis circuit. I never really flushed out the points. So we can kind of ignore the points for net. Well, actually, no, we can't ignore the points now because the points earned um, at each event. And Lucas, if you actually uh, scroll on over to the right for people, you'll see I was coming up. I hadn't finished it, guys. I was coming up with a point system and how the points would scale for where teams would place at events. And that would help them, you know, stay within the major system now the idea of this is literally every single event that would be run within this circuit would be part of the counter-strike global circuit it's just shit name but it was what i was coming up with and that's how it would feed back into the majors for everybody to keep qualifying so every event that you would play in within this circuit would earn you points depending on where you play so we can scroll back over everybody kind of gets a rough idea um with those points um then we would have uh so two majors a year right then the next thing we would have is uh, championship level of events. Now, the championship level of events, the big events that we already have now, guys, like the Katowices, the Colognes, uh, let's say that Blast and, and their big Copenhagen event had 24 teams. Let's say that Star Ladder, for example, ran a big event uh, with 24 teams, right? Uh, so that would be the next thing. We'd have four of those championship level of events. They would go for two weeks and they would be the next biggest step down, which I think the Colognes, the Katowices, the Blast Copenhagens, they already are, right? That that there would be from 500k to a million in prize money, and it'd be a thousand 
points. Um, your master's level of events, which would be your next tier down from that, we'd have 10 of those events a year spread out over the course of a calendar. And the way that all that you can see it goes 20 for the open events and the challenger ones, that would be more of online events, that would be more regional events. And basically you would start at the challenger events to start earning points. You'd earn enough points to play in the open level events. You'd earn enough points to the open events to play the master events. You'd earn enough points to the master events to play the champion events. And obviously then being in that funnel and being able to qualify for the major in the highest thing. Now, the thing that is interesting with this, this concept is if you look at tennis, right? If you look at tennis, uh, if you're Djokovic, you get invited to literally every single stop on the tour, right? You could go to every single event, every like every single week if you wanted to, but you, you, you don't choose to do that. You just want to make sure that you have enough points to get you to the Grand Slams, right? That's, that's kind of the way this works, enough points to get to those Grand Slams and be able to compete at the biggest events. That's what I think we should want in Counter-Strike, right? Um, I came up with a, I'll link this one as well. Uh, Lucas, on this, when you go to it, just before you show everybody, go to, um, go to slide. Uh, hold up a second. Things freaking out. Uh, go to, oh, I almost put it in the chat for everybody. Go to slide. Why is it bugging? Go to slide. Uh, I think it's six. Go to slide six as it loads. Google's not having a great time right now. So hopefully it loads for everybody here. But slide six was like a mock-up calendar that I did as well for a year. Now, guys, I, I know that this is waffling. on. I know a lot of you probably don't care, but I hope some people in, you know, in the know see this and, and they might think it's worth some merit. Now, the tennis goes literally 52 weeks a year, right? Tennis goes literally 52 weeks a year. This year, we wouldn't go 52 weeks a year. We'd have breaks, right? You can see here, I've put the breaks there in, in, uh, in, the, in the black. Um, but then you can see here, I've scheduled events every single week, right? So you wouldn't attend every single event. That's not how this would work, right? The idea here, and one of the key things that I think we miss in Counter-Strike right now is making sure that comparable level Counter-Strike teams compete against other comparable level Counter-Strike teams. Right now in ESL's format, for example, like teams like Vici Gaming and Renegades and another South American team get flown over to get fucking dumpstered at events. They should play at an event level of their own and then earn qualification of these better events. So I just wanted to bring this up. It's just an interesting concept that I'm working with here. I could go on about this for hours. Um, but if this inspires any of you at home to maybe think about this stuff and think what we could do, I'd really love to see some of your ideas because I think that we can do so much with Counter-Strike. Anyway, we're done now. Maybe I'll polish it up eventually and I'll present it properly to the whole world. Um, but there's a, lot that, there's a lot that can go into this and I think there's a lot that we can do. And anyway, let's continue with the show. Um, th thank you for the time, boys. I appreciate giving me great that. presentation. Oh, Chad. Um, Please so, pass. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I we're gonna, we're gonna get there in the end, and I, I think I think we will get there. But um, let's let's start talking about the actual event, shall we? And and let's do it in a fun way. Um, let's get into the power match matchmaker. Uh, let's start there, Lucas. You got that link ready, and uh, then we'll start talking about some of the games because we've been talking about a lot of things that are outside of the matches so far. So uh, we will. Because there are too many we'll matches gone. to follow, so we're just like filling filling the episode, so we don't have to actually have to have to talk about the yeah, teams. There's too many anything. games. All right, um, Lucas, do you? Thank you very much. Uh, I think it's me who's doing the. Oh no, wait, we're all doing it, right? I think yeah. we just do like either we do one by one or we try to like get get I'll an agreement. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll press want? the buttons. Let's collaborate. Let's collaborate okay. here. Sure. Okay. So this is the power match matchmaker game, everybody. And what we're doing is we're using teams from the EU RMR events and we're giving them uh, some descriptions here. And this is a way that we're going to go through the game. So we got Copenhagen Flames, FPX, Movie Star Riders, Complexity, Ants, OG, Fiend, and Fnatic. 
And uh, in the right-hand column, it's expected result, surprising result, player change, incoming, great future, top four finish, not making the major, making the major, and best to watch. So, uh, Prof, you want to kick us? Oh, striker, yeah? No, I just wanted to clarify, top four finish meaning here. At this event. Yeah, uh, yeah, at this event, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Prof, you want yeah, to so kick like, us off with Copenhagen Flames? Yeah, I got uh, like a bunch of teams, like one that from each group, I got two teams, one that went out of the group and one that went to the playoffs. So just to have some like diversity and a, a bunch of these kind of upsetty teams. Buzzword? Uh, what did I say? Diversity. diversity. <laughs> uh, see how like <laughs> things just like stay in your mind. Yeah, after, funny after, that. After they were around. So Copenhagen Flames for me, definitely surprising result for me the most surprising result of the entire event not just going through but going through 5-0 uh like beating beating everyone going through the t through the group that i thought was the toughest overall with four pretty decent team teams in big mouse uh, g2 and fpx uh so yeah over i was the only team and they were like the biggest probably underdog from the tournament but copenhagen flames going 5-0 i would have bet my house on it not happening like if someone came to me before the event okay i don't bet but if i was a betting man i would have been homeless now essentially so we're going Thank to copenhagen flames we're going surprising result for that one surprising result for me okay you get you got anything to add to that one there strike or you think uh no i think i think them five going five zero is the crazy part like going to the playoffs okay like maybe they can go through like a three two maybe with like from a tiebreaker with a couple of teams i could see that happening but at like five five oh it's just like Literally, just first place without any question, even is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's 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 a lot of praise was being given to them as well from uh, other players on social media, um, mm. like saying that they saw their games and they thought that they were playing some some good Counter Strike. And um, I was getting an opportunity to talk to Roy today, and he was yeah having a lot of praise for the organization um, and you know what they mean in in Danish Counter Strike and and how they run and stuff. So uh, it's it's definitely a surprising result. I think a lot of people would struggle to to even know the names in the team, right? Um, like the Zyphon, Hooksy, uh, you had obviously Hooksy and Roy coming from Mad Lions. Uh, I don't, how do you say uh, Nick, Nikodos, uh, Lucas? Is that it? Is, is that how you'd say it? Or are you not an expert on his Danish name? Nikodos. Okay. Yeah. Nikodos. And, there's, and uh, we would, in English, we would say Jabby, but Zyphon today said Yabby with J A B B I. Yeah. Yabby. Like a Y or. Am I am I getting I mean, it there, Lucas? I mean, I, I guess that's just how we close pronounce enough. it in Danish. It's close enough. Abby? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's just more of a rounding of the the Y and the J there. All right. Yabby. All right. So that's the that's the roster right there, and and obviously they've surprised everybody. They have to play Vitality now, though. So uh, I I don't know I don't know how things are going to go for them now. It's best of three. Unfortunate. I'm yeah. Very unfortunate. All right. Uh, okay. So we can. I the thing is, I it's not that I want to like just not dive into them there's just so many teams to talk about here and i i think after the playoffs we'll be able to sing their praises a little bit more if they continue like we'll be able to actually watch because here's the thing guys striker is spending we're spending his entire time trying to work out the outcomes i was casting all the european games on the mainstream and copenhagen flames never featured i didn't get a, a chance and i don't know how many games you got to watch prof but while you're trying to watch four, actually, uh, three games at once it's, it's actually bloody hard. zero copenhagen flames games definitely zero copenhagen games flames. So, so that's something we'll catch up on in the playoffs yeah it's just hard like it's, it's really really quite hard to keep up with all these games so um the the next team that we have on this list here i've lost the bloody link there it is uh is is fpx uh striker you want to start with with fpx yeah uh, i'm just trying to look through the the options like I was 
Yeah, I was definitely expecting more. I, I thought that would be there should have been like sh shit the bed here, which I forgot to put in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would have been that would have been a good one. Uh, like to be fair, like we all expected them. Kind of like there was that whole narrative that they they play would play better against the top teams and stuff like that. That was kind of like why we thought they might have a decent decent shot at going through at least the top three, and you know making the major that way. And obviously, like in the end, they actually had a chance, but it was kind of like through a bullshits. Kind of like last chance miracle scenario where Copenhagen players beat everybody and and uh, and they actually could get to play the tiebreakers which they eventually lost. So like obviously way uh, way out of what maybe was expected out of them uh, in terms of at least people who thought that it might be the case that they play better against the good teams. So uh what's the I mean not making the major is pretty obvious at this point. So uh, let's not not go for that. Uh, player change? Maybe a roster change. I mean, that's literally like okay. It's either expected result, which wasn't as I was just said as I was just talking about, right? Or kind of like a player change. But I just don't know. I don't know if the, if a player change would do it to them. Like I don't even know what their what their what realistically their problem problem is, and if like just a different player would solve it, right? Like they've just been so out of but, like out of competition, out of tier one competition entirely that it's difficult to see just one player change. You know, fixing fixing them or just like changing their identity or whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a like a dick, um, but I normally do. But um, like, what? Are, this sounds terrible. I'm. I feel really. This is going to come out of my mouth. What do they have to play for now? Right? They already weren't in the main events. Right? Hmm. They were. They already. They're not a partner team, unfortunately. Um, other other than Flashpoint, and we don't know what's going on with the Flashpoint events. Um, and they now don't have the major. So, retooling the team at this point is probably not a terrible idea like i'm not saying that's what they're gonna do but there there's i would say there's a high likelihood right when we had devil walk on the show it kind of seemed like the major was the goal that was meant mm. to get them back on the map now that they're not back on the map maybe now's the time to to mix them some things up i i don't know it, it, you you might know better than than i prof pekka is pekka is that better better Okay, yeah. the guy over there. So, do you, do you know him at all? Do you think he would maybe change things up? Because it'd, it'd be his decision, right? Yeah, why not? He doesn't seem like a. He's not like a passive guy that's just gonna sit there and watch it burn. You know, uh, I'm not saying that he's gonna change because the steam is now dead completely. But this result, plus them not playing for three months, which is a combination of a bit of bad luck, uh, missing out on one tournament, missing out, missing out on another tournament, and. But yeah, having like a three-month break almost from officials is gonna leave a dent on them. And they also did say that they're like changing a lot of things in the team, which perhaps didn't go as planned. I am looking at the at the ratings of the players, and it's like it, on on first glance, it looks fine. Like Stiko one point eleven, Madden one point ten, Zen one point oh six, and then you have Farlig zero point eighty eight. Which is pretty fucked up for an for an opera. Um I don't know if they he had a decent game. Like he literally had red games against everyone except Aura, even though a bunch of them were like 0 0.99, 0 0.95. But that's not that's not definitely not great. He's been a player that's been kind of up and down. And when they had their up part was when he was doing well. But then as as we remember, they missed out on uh EPL, was it? And then Cologne. And uh, then they just didn't play anything for such a long time. So maybe, maybe that's the if, if they're going to do a roster change, that could be maybe the the place 
ME as the IGL 0.8. I guess that's not that surprising overall. But yeah, Maybe now they can get Chris J. But, but there's also a thing that they could literally they could make a roster change by someone picking up their player. That is also a That's possibility. True. Yeah, like Madden. Madden could go to G2 and play against instead of like Jax. That could happen, essentially. I'm not sure they want that to have like a whole Balkan game. But it could, could happen. Be. It could happen. Like Stiko could also go and join some teams. Like he's still, I think, probably on the radar for, for like a, these international rosters that need like a, like a fifth player. I don't know. Uh, like the, the, I think there's a lot of possibilities and that could happen with this team. Smuya is on the on the lookout for a team. He's going to be free now. He's a type of a player that could fit into this lineup. Honestly, like a bunch of misfits and uh, I don't know interesting personalities. But, All right, you sold me. Let's go with player change. Yeah, I mean that's that? the only that's the only fitting one apart from like an expected results for the people who didn't believe in them in the first place. But I kind of did, so that I doesn't fit. Yeah. I, okay. Well, let's go into the the uh, the, the riders of of the, riders. Of the Movistar variety. Uh, where are they going to fit here? Because they've made it to the playoffs. I don't think people expected that, but I also don't think they're going to get a top four finish. No. Um, we can go wait, with who, not wait, making, They're playing Nip. Not making, not the, making major? the major. What What are the chances? They could very right? well because well, basically, like whoever finishes eighth, as long as it's one of these teams, one of these four teams who didn't have points in the first place, Fiendance, uh, Copenhagen Flames, Riders, there's a decent chance that they don't make it. Basically, like I think it's going to work out that that team doesn't make it. Okay. As long because as it's... after they get get eliminated, because basically, like, they that... could have they could have big just win one match in the in the top in the top twelve, which already puts them above them. Yeah. And then they could have like Phase or OG making top twelve, which also puts them above them. Or top top nine, sorry, winning the winning the bracket or something, or even top ten for OG. But phase was actually. ninth, right? And I think OG was. I thought yeah, phase just need to come eleventh. Yeah, OG would need to come in all could come eleventh, but then they would need big, big not to make points, and then phase finish tenth or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is like, what, what that is like, but that eleventh is a long shot, and then tenth is a decent chance, and then ninth they're just guaranteed. But essentially, like, like it could work out easily, work out that big just win one match, and then phase plays ninth or something like that in that in that uh, bracket, and they go above these both go above this team, and that means that the team who finishes eighth in this bracket, as long as it's one of those four teams, they would just finish right below that that line in twelfth place, so they wouldn't make the major. Ooh. That's basically like where we're sitting right now. Like I think either out of these, yeah, either like either the like one of those teams fucks up, big doesn't make points, and they they end up still below them. Maybe phase just lose to OG immediately that doesn't does make it below them stuff like that you know so like it looks it looks very likely that whoever finishes eighth is going to be out out well, of all of these underdogs Copenhagen Flames Movistar and Fiend I think it's which Movistar one? who goes out honestly yeah I would, I would agree with that not making the major yeah all right oh my Spanish I think they're the friends. one I think they're the one they're the one team that I would expect to go to lose to anybody else out of the four teams you know yeah okay all right, all right. Well, I, I, two versus one, I'll take it there. Okay. Um, complexity. Uh, I think great future. Probably the one I want to I want to lean towards here for complexity. No, seriously. Okay. Um, well, we could just cop out here and say expected result. Yeah, but then like we, I don't know. I, d I don't think we expected them to do as poorly as they did. Um, Definitely not after. 
what the fuck did they play last <laughs> blast right i i did kind of lean in that direction last time said that they were going to be readable to people how they yeah. play they the thing is like they were close every time like i, I remember watching a couple of a couple of the, their games at least like the one against sinners for example like that was kind of a uh like one that they could definitely win i don't know about the the astralis one i didn't watch that but the movistar one was the same shit like obviously they shouldn't be like with the players they have they shouldn't be playing close against some of these teams like they shouldn't be playing close like against the movistar letting them win stuff and that's basically what what cost them a spot right but they had three very close results and then got destroyed by Haruk at the end when they already had where it was already a long shot for them to even make it so um like uh what do you, I would what, say expected. What do you... I would say expected to be honest. Expected? Yeah. Yeah, that works. That works. Like I would have expected them not to have not to be guaranteed through anyway. So that's kind of like the uh the angle for me. Okay. Yeah, complexity is in a rough spot. I don't know what's gonna happen with that team. Um Ents is a fun one. Ents could make top four. Where are they playing? Yeah. I forgot. Uh Ents uh, are playing against... G2. Okay, maybe they can't make top four. You're uh, sure. Well, yeah, maybe they can. <laughs> I don't know. Like it feels like G2 is the uh that's G2 the, most is the one team that I feel like is kind of like the most fitting to them style-wise because like Ants like to run this, CS, this fast yeah. fast CS, you know. G2 are kind of like in a similar spot where they just like to run their players, you know, pretty uh pretty free-flowing and stuff like that. It could be a pretty like it could be a fun matchup, is we what could... I'm saying. And so Ants Ants could be pretty could be feeling pretty well. To go safe, that we one. could go great future. Right? Yeah. Like do we do we see Ants? Being, yeah, like, out of the teams left as well, maybe Great Future just fits them because, like, I, to be fair, like Diha, Hades, and Sphinx, if they find some consistency and they're able to do it on land consistent, consistently, those three are they're really good. Like, yeah, they're really good players. Yeah. Like, you can see it. That you can see the moments. It's just the consistency of that is something that I think is still to come. And the three of them obviously haven't had much land experience at tier, well, they haven't had any land experience at tier one events, right? So. What do we what do we think about great future? Yeah, I like I like great future. None, none of the none of the other stuff. I mean, top four finish. Obviously, there's chances we talked about, but like great future, I think nobody else nobody else fits. Maybe OG, I guess nobody else fits in that category. Well, then we're, 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 maybe nobody gets a top four finish then. All right, because it's Fiend only well, well, yeah, it's just Fiend now, but Astralis. Fiend against not Astralis. What do you think? No, can the Bulgarians no bulldoze way. their way <laughs> down the? Danish star, I don't know. That It'd be really reason. hard, I think, in a best of three. Like definitely. Let, let me I, just check the map pool. Yeah, keep going. Sorry, Prof. I don't know. Like j just the way, of course, phase fucking phase, but still the way they, I'd, I'd actually go best to watch out of the teams that I watched. That okay. was very very fun to me to watch. Uh, I mean, Bubble did say in the in that interview after we just disrespected them. I guess something like that. He was very like chill about it. It wasn't BM, even though it sounds like BM. He's like, "What did you I do?" Didn't didn't give them respect. Is essentially just, what he wanted uh, to say. We didn't give him respect, and they didn't. And it was it was nice to watch. It was uh, enjoyable. I have something on that. I was talking to Red Star and Han today. I'm giving up all the interview content, right? So it'll be better coming out of their mouths than mine. But I I said to him, I said, "Okay, so you guys, you two crazy kids, you decided to double orb mid Mirage. And I'm like, normally like one guy orbs mid and the other guy orbs an extremity. You guys both decided to orb mid. And I was like, was that like part of the game plan? They go, well, we thought it would work. So we just improvised. And I was like, you just improvised against FaZe to lock yourself in for the playoffs where you could potentially go to a major. They're like, yeah, yeah, we just improvised. I was like, okay, well, uh, keep fucking improvising <laughs> then, I guess. Like, Did just, you keep, see... just keep doing it. Did you see an amazing improvisation uh, by Sinners? Who did they play last? 
uh, on uh, you. Um, Bros. Jeez, Bros. So many games. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, double up ramp. Oh yeah. Bush. Alex pointed that out. <laughs> I missed it. What was what? going on there? The actual <laughs> fuck. And of course, they both die to the same guy. I think Zipnix just kills them. Yeah. Finish. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that around. That and I'm like. That isn't great. This doesn't look. This doesn't look like a comeback after that round. Just I was, I was generally tilted in that game when I was looking at like the exact same rounds that they used to lose, like in the in EPL. Yeah. Like exactly the same like types of rounds. This isn't even it. It was like the the third third round where basically like it was like they won the pistol of straws, won the won the force buy, and then or something like that, and then they were. 2v5 or 5v2 rather two guys from Astralis are stuck in a site without even having the bomb planted and they all lose one by one like all run out one by one and lose to those two guys at the site literally they have the boxed in sandwich that one of those rounds where you just can't lose like you can't lose that round like it's impossible to lose and like basically it runs runs away from them from that point on so it's yeah. kind of like it's just a recurring story with with sinners at this point and that that's mean, really something that they need to fix because I don't know. This is maybe not even a thing that you actually change. I mean, you fix with a roster change. I guess there's just experience or whatever that that you need. But is there a player that they could because they are on this like level now for a couple of months? Like as we said, EPL was almost the same shit where they mm. looked out of the teams at this event also that that didn't go through. They looked almost probably the best. I don't know. Uh, didn't watch obviously all of the matches, but they looked pretty good and they just stumbled and they did the same shit in EPL. I think the Bovistar loss basically like cost them a spot. Like that's the yeah. one that was 16 14 as well, I think. So, like, that's that's basically what cost them a spot. Is Otherwise, there, is there that, a player that they can they can potentially upgrade and check? I mean, but, yeah, I'm looking at who they could who they would even replace because I don't like obviously like people will look at B Stick, but he's kind of like the IGL who. Takes a lot of the crap spots and stuff like that. Like goes first, kind of like for Neofrag and stuff like that. Just like makes sure that Neofrag has some space, stuff like that. So it's just like it's a difficult player to replace. Like sure, you could just bring in more somebody with like more firepower and stuff like that and play like this way. But I don't think I think Sinners would be in shambles if that happened. Like it would be difficult to make that team work uh, if they didn't have Beastix. So that's like the difficult one because everybody else like Zetko is kind of like the like the most experienced guy outside of Oscar. Like he's been around for a while. And he's actually been doing pretty okay. Shocks and uh, Shock and Neofrag are both kind of like the, or Neofrag is just obviously the star, and Shock, Shock is kind of like the third one after Oscar and Neofrag, just sometimes you know stepping up. And then Oscar is obviously the upper who's kind of like carrying them most of the time, right? So, so it's basically like you could look at Zetko as somebody who's who who could go out, but I just don't see a a, a reasonable enough upgrades for any of them essentially in the scene. Like that's the problem. I think they could probably have another six months, right? I think like yeah. their their time at this level, I think it is going to be rocky at the start. We're just getting to see their forays into tier one CS, and there's a lot more focus on it, right? So if they have a couple more events like this and things still, they still have those same problems like losing two v fives um, on force by rounds after they've done all the hard work, you know, then then maybe you have to start looking at okay, what's the problem? Like, is it like a philosophy with Counter Strike? Is is do they have nobody who I've, can close those situations? You know, I mean, from watching them play those situations, it almost feels like it kind of has gotten into their heads because they they just know they're in this situation again, and we just can't fuck it up, and then they fuck it up because they think they can't fuck it up, you know, that kind of a thing. That like it's I feel like it's psychological after seeing them lose so many of them and the way that they lost so many of them, like all of them just like you know completely like stupid way that should never happen if you're if you want to be a top team 
So that's that's what I think is is the biggest problem. Like just fixing the situation where okay, this is like this is our round, and now we have to just figure out how to how to how to actually win it, right? So um, I don't know if it's patience. I don't know if it's just some like somebody with a voice who just like makes sure that the, kind of like guides them through some of these rounds. Because like there's there's so many situations where they can just take their time and stuff like that, and everything's gonna be okay, right? But then somebody just like rushes ahead of everybody else, dies, gives up a, a, a gun to a pistol, and then just like it spirals out of control, stuff like that, right? So maybe it's just somebody somebody with more of a voice. I don't know how whether Oscar can be that guy. I heard that he has quite a lot, quite a big voice in this team, has kind of like helped them try to like pass on some of that that experience. But I don't see him as the guy who who will always tell them like during a round that's okay this is not what we should be doing like i'm not not entirely sure like i haven't heard them communicate properly to to be able to tell that so maybe that's one way they can upgrade it maybe it's like just a, like a different coach who could kind of help them kind of calm down in those situations Strike and make sure we've yeah, heard it's it not first. we've heard it stick out the scenarios uh work. i think it's a bit too too early for him to return to the check scene, even though sinners are higher ranked than FPX and probably have more spots at upcoming events. So maybe you can think about that. Who knows? Okay, let's uh, let's finish the matchmaker. Then we're going to run to a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the bracket later. Right? I'm, I'm just going to push it down the line. Uh, okay. OG, let's 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 get these guys. I think I think that OG might get lucky and end up making the major here. Yeah, fair. Like I think okay. that they like. They were another one of these teams who thought that they couldn't make it. I think it was like FaZe, Mouse, OG. They were like big, three teams. Big, big as, well. as well. Yeah, who thought that they were all out of control. He was like, I'm out. So <laughs> One hour later, I qualify. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it Basically, was I think... I'm trying to... Yeah, I, I have to work this out properly or just look at what Liquipedia put out. But I think if they beat FaZe, they already have a really good shot. Because that already puts them to top 10. And that's or that already puts them above that eighth place team, because they that's like whatever above that fourteen hundred six points or whatever the fourth place the eighth place team have. So like as long as they beat Phase, I think they're already in within a decent shot. Even if uh, Big win that match on the other side and you know qualify through. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I think there could be a decent chance there. It's a safe safe bet then. Okay. Fnatic obviously top four finish. Yeah, top four finish for Fnatic here, guys. Uh, yeah, okay, I can confirm that now. Okay. Now looking at the Liquipedia thing that they put out, scenario one, they finish in ninth place. That just guarantees guarantees them through. They okay. just have enough points to go go above the sixteen sixty point whatever that teams needed to to guarantee a place. So just win and then scenario again. two. Well, yeah, beat phase and then beat the winner of uh, heroic big. Okay, that's nice. the one. And then scenario two, they beat phase or like they finish in the tenth place, but that means beating phase. And then one of either big place twelfth or one of those four teams who I just talked about the the, the fiend and uh, Movistar and Copenhagen Flames, one of those finishes eighth and OGR through. Okay, I mean that so is the second that part is ninety nine percent. That is happen. very like, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I will see about big. It is kind of okay still. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, big just need to win one match, one of those two matches, either against heroic or against the loser of, of OG and phase, and they're through. If they don't, I think they're out. So there's a pretty good chance. And I think, Prof, you made a typo, right? It was meant to be top 40 finish. <laughs> I'm, that's kind of a stretch for Fnatic right now, but I, I'd go honestly, probably player change. You think? Wow. Okay. I, I think, think it's too early. I think, I think they, I think as, as much as maybe it would work, I don't think they think that they, they, they need to change. 
I don't know. Brolin had his worst event yeah. in a thousand years, and he's only and he's 20, only fifteen. So, wow! Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, literally, his worst event of this caliber ever. Zero point seventy seven rating. That is fucking atrocious. He's actually, especially for his role and the way he plays, he's like super consistent, going through back through all of his lands since he joined Fnatic essentially as a super young kid. So that for me is probably that's like. He is the one player on this team that you don't want to fuck with. Like you don't want this guy to be in bad shape because you're you're not going to recover from that. That's 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 your like win win scenario, right? Well, I'll leave this last one open, and I don't know what the future holds for Fnatic. I don't. It wasn't a good showing. I don't think we expected them to do that badly, but I don't think it was a surprise either. Be, so stop saying that Brolin went down after the fucking Krieg nerf because I'm gonna. Literally, not. I'm Somebody not said it in chat. All right, all right, all right. People are spamming it all the time. Go to the ad break so Prof can cool down, and we'll be back in a second. Lucas, take us there. Hang with us, guys. One second. We'll be right back. The Extrafy M42 RGB. What a fun mouse with five colorways, lightweight frame, and just 59 grams with a swappable backplate to suit your grip style. The sensor, the easy cord, the smooth skates, and driverless control for RGB and DPI is why you should check out the M42 RGB down below. I'm in the house, and sector clear, but there is the window, hate this badge, I'll take the fire through the pillar, whatever, play with Parimatch, Parimatch, your esports teammate. Buy and sell your skins now, easy, fast and safe, the best skin site. Credit card deposits and withdrawals. Instant cash out methods. Get the best deals. Quick, simple, reliable. Bitskins.com. First of all, big apologies to Copenhagen Flames that we literally couldn't watch their games. Uh, or I, I have an excuse. The other two, I don't know. You're going to have to repent your sins or something over here. But uh, anyway, what we're going to do, guys. Is I watched gonna... one half. I watched okay. one half. Well, there you go. You saw more than me. Today I watched a couple of rounds while Roy and I and Zyphon watched back there a little bit of their nuke demo. Um, so uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to speed run through the CIS stuff because there was no real crazy uh, outliers in terms of major qualification. Then we're going to do an NA fantasy team. And then we're going to double back to the EU storylines that we may miss. So hang around. We're, we're going to come back to maybe your favorite team. Maybe we won't. Maybe you miss out. Either way, uh, Gamma and Navi qualify and their legend status for both of them, right? What's her? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, and that's great. And uh, right, they played in the grand final, which thank God they changed it from a best of five to a best of three, because um, I think uh, that saved us all uh, a little bit of a little bit of trouble. So there's a positive right there. Um, they might yeah, as well not have played it to be honest. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, right? There was it's negligible prize money. It was merely just for pride. As we as we said on the last episode when Machine was here, of course the casters and list, everyone was trying to do their best to make this a spectacle. Like everyone was trying very hard, especially these guys that don't get to do like grand finals with top teams. Darth Mike on the desk asking Nafani some questions like how does it feel? You lost the last two grand finals to Navi and Nafani's like yeah, I know this doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I was like, fuck. And he was like trying to set it up constantly and nothing is happening. And it's kind of sad, but it was, it was pretty funny, honestly. I, th I think it's important, though. I think it's really important um, that teams and the 
the broadcast sets the um, the importance of things for people at home, right? Um, because like we spoke about this a while ago where we talked about certain teams are playing events as like a practice event or like a tune-up event or like a trial event for a player. It's very important that we set that for people and that people can understand that not all events are weighted the same. Right. Um, because like the event that everybody should be going into at 100% is the major. Uh, then maybe you can argue the event that everybody should be going in with at least 80% is probably Katowice and Cologne, like if not more, like 80%, like I'm, I'm trying to go ac across the board. Everybody should be minimum 80, right? So, um, yeah, it, it, it's not that we haven't had pointless matches in the past before and Blast run pointless matches in their group stage format for their partner teams as well, right? Attacking, attacking competition. No, I'm not, right I'm not, away. but they, they are pointless matches, aren't they? Yep. Like, yeah, the yeah. final is it is it really is pointless. And like it, it, these things are like these things are qualifiers for something else. So like to have a grand final here when both teams are already qualified and the points aren't going to make a difference for their rankings is where they where they stand. Like and the difference in prize pool is five thousand five hundred bucks. So one thousand and one hundred bucks per person. Actually, minus twenty thirty percent for the org, and actually minus the coach. So essentially, like. 500 bucks difference if you win the best three or, or you lose it yeah and i think for some of them like money isn't even necessarily a motivating factor in a lot both of teams the, won like two million dollars this year already year, yeah so yeah. It, it's it's like it's whatever right so and it's just like everybody goes into this tournament just just like with the goal of okay we make it to the major then we make it legends then like whatever happens whatever that's right it. like that's literally how teams go into these tournaments like that's why like well, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into that. But just in general, like at the second that the, the group stage was over, this all was all irrelevant, essentially. But I guess the key here is that these are the best two teams in the world right now. They've been the best performing teams over the this nine months, nine months that we've had. Yep, yeah, now we're in the 10th month. Um, and that is, that's it. That's what we want. We wanted those two guys to be locked in in le legend status. That's important. Job done. Yep. Great stuff. Can't wait to see more of them at the major. We don't need to spend too long talking about those. Uh, Virtus Pro, Yakinda was in, in good form again. And when Virtus Pro have Yakinda in good form, they look like a team that can, can win. Um, so, uh, They've qualified for the major. They've they've got the goal we want to want to. They're see. actually like in a bad spot, honestly. Yes, like they, were. they needed either to do like super well here or for someone to fuck up. And not only did someone, everyone fucked up. K twenty three and fours didn't get out of the groups, didn't get any points. So essentially, they qualified quite easily, but it could have been could have been quite difficult. They had a massive gap to to make up. So if fours did anything, essentially, I I think. I think they wouldn't qualify. I'm not sure how it would go. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of like that, pretty much. Like they would have to outplace them like by a lot or something. Yeah, it was it was looking touch and go for VP, right? And I think if VP didn't qualify for this, I think like almost immediately we might have seen a roster change, or maybe this Spirit Fours, maybe VP would have been involved in you know uh, some of those conversations because we've heard the rumors about poor Sanji. Um, but I think VP are a team who is who, who is too good. Uh, or at least has pieces that could be really, really good um, for them to be str up struggle street, right? So um, I'm glad that they've got, given themselves this second wind, but unless they truly are able to have, first of all, Yakinda with this level of consistency, which I'd love to see. I love the kid. I love his attitude. I think I think it's great like to, to have a guy with his like pep. Um, if, if they can't find whatever the solution is to... I'm not saying they have to win the major. I'm just saying they need to look competitive. competitive yeah. yeah. And uh, if they can't find a solution for that, then I still think a roster change is is, is right. one of the cards, right, after the major. So, um, 
I mean, for me, as long as the Kinder is at the major, I'm pretty happy, honestly. Like, like the rest of Virtus Pro, I've I couldn't care too much, but like I'm, I'm glad whole... Kinder made it. Yeah, he like major rookie, of course. And there's a lot of actually top players now that are gonna be at their first major. Like Blame F is also a player. I'm pretty sure never played a major, and he's gonna miss out on this one now. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't play a major before. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah. So so there's a lot of players like this. So that's kind of an interesting storyline to kind of maybe catch up at some point uh, before we before we get to PGL Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I just the internet we right now is making really hard for me to be able to click around things like Entropic on any of this. is the fifteenth, fourth, uh, fifth, and Entropic and Spirit. So I, I guess these are the teams that we want to see from the CIS region. Fours was the team that we thought should probably make it. Their form was okay at EPL as well, and they just shit the bed here. So what can you do? Overall, it, it I think it's a good team. Between fours and Entropic, though, right? Like if we were if if we were looking at CIS Counter Strike in the last year right the four that we wanted was spirit vp gambit and navi right like yeah. and then out of yeah. fours and in tropic it's like you could take one of the two and you'd be yeah happy yeah, yeah. like especially with how fours looked like towards the start of the year after the changes like it took them a long time to kind of like get to a speed while in tropic has kind of like been like around the entire time right like they, they kind of like were still like on the precipice of making it to like you know a top tier event and making like doing at least reasonably well there so I think you're right. I think it was always between those two who we, like in best case scenario, would have wanted to uh, to go to the major. So I think like the way that it worked out is kind of perfect. Yeah, I think so too. I think regardless of those upsets with that like Indy Ray and stuff looking like really good in the best of ones, I think we got all the names that we wanted here. Um, and uh, I think like for fours, they were the ones, you guys remember back at Berlin? Like they were the ones who I think like had the most hype around them as one of the like cs teams coming out and then it never manifested they mm. did they, they kind of stalled out so it's almost like the four story at this point um it's good to see spirit qualifying like that that's that's good it's really good to see spirit qualifying because again this is another team with a lot of skill right dexter magic mia those three names alone like if the same thing is almost the same thing for me as vp if they can get their act together and their approach to the game or whatever the boogeyman is that seems to be um haunting them then they can be another deadly team you know it's not like gone are the days of the vegas squadron bullshit like they, these guys can be legit if they can just sort out a couple of those little wonky moments that they have um do we have any other takeaways from the CIS stuff, or we, we're pretty good with that? Anyone, really. anyone got any I comments? Think, I think that's it. Shiro had an amazing tournament. I think this was also like Shiro. a bit yeah. the stats moment, like his best tournament since he joined Gambit. Essentially, if we look at stuff out of this this like comparable level, so that's kind of nice for him. Like we're used to Shiro being like very good, but not like simple level numbers, like one point forty ratings and shit like that. That's not really on an event basis, not really Shiro. Shiro is like 120, 125. That's like very consistent. So it's interesting if he can like be on this level, this like super, super explosive level. Uh, this I know that the grand final against Navi is not important, but on overpass, he literally had CT side 12-0, like didn't die, won, won so many crucial rounds. So it was uh, pretty, pretty interesting. I actually have kind of an interesting tid tidbit. I don't think Peter would like mind me sharing this, but I was like, because of the event being this backwards and being like going from most important to least important, like as you go further, like actually there was a world in which Jekindar would have, you know, would have had the MVP even as like a third placed 
player just because of he was amazing in the group stage. But then he kind of fell off in the playoffs a little bit. So, uh, and Shiro just played great still. So he just clinched it in the end. But there was like, I know there was a thought in Peter's head that maybe Akindar was just the MVP because of he because he played the best in when it most mattered and he kept playing well even when it stopped you know mattering as much you know so like that that was like a con like a realistic outcome that could have happened if Chiro maybe shit the bet in the in the grand final and didn't really do anything there like there was actually a world in which Akindar would have been the MVP. That would have been cool. Well, like, maybe not. But it's it always weird. It's, that interest, it's a weird way to approach a tournament, right? Just because, like, we, we're not used to this. Like, we're not used to the group stage mattering to most of the playoffs, not mattering at all. Yeah. So, like, that's the, it's just, like I said, an interesting tidbit from, like, behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I, I think the other big one for the CIS region was Akuma disbanding, obviously. Uh, that they, we thought that was going to happen. I'm surprised they even played. The I mean, they already events. said that they disbanded, like, yeah. two months ago. Same so guy, disbanded Jackie twice. guy. And then they just continue playing together, actually having some good results. And uh, now they actually disbanded. This time for real, guys. Okay. You sure? They're didn't not the somebody, didn't somebody say they're still meant to play in some of no, them? They they're going to play one more event than I heard. <laughs> I think it's like the C champions or something. I don't know. Okay. So they're not disbanded. They're just... <laughs> Who they're, the fuck knows? Yeah. They want us to keep calling. Just check, right? back, check back in in a month and let's see. All right. Let's jump into the IEM for North America. And what we're going to do is to discuss this event, we're going to make a fantasy team, guys. So we're going to cover up all your teams here because we're going to pick the fantasy. Then once we're done with this, we're going to get into playtime and we're going to discuss some of those European things that we missed. Now, Lucas, do you have uh, a little link for us? Or, sh or should we... Yeah, I, I sorry, dude. I spring this on you every time. I'll I just should... uh, name drop the teams. So Liquid <laughs> is there. Uh, the fantasy is for the whole event. So group stage plus playoffs. We have Liquid, massive favorites. We have Furia, Withdraw, played only a couple of games uh, so far. Extra Salt, um, Extra Salt, yeah, but they have OC, who's like 241,000, which is like Zywu level. Uh, so I'm not really sure that you want them. You have Pain, you have Godsend, EG, Bad News Bears, uh, Zero Zero Nation, uh, Team One, Extremum uh triumph with george snorts there and atk Sorry, the the south africans with the uh, motm playing with them again so that's kind of the combination of teams and especially because liquid was you for their last couple of months they don't have you can put in a name for the team and uh let's start when you can yeah, uh, since since Liquid was in EU, they didn't have that that good ratings because they played against better teams. So they're going to be a bit cheaper compared to like some of these only NA teams. So yeah, you said this can... was easy, man. Like how the fuck? Like I'm not not a guy who like I occasionally play fantasy. Because we I can just kill, but you know that OC is fucking destroying everyone in NA. Like he's I mean, fucking. I was aware, I was aware that they were doing well, but I don't know how much like the the system actually like did did derates him or whatever. Well, yeah, because you get some, uh, you get like a discount for the teams that are not as highly ra ranked. But I think it works based on the event, uh, like the, the teams in the event, uh, event, not the world ranking, but like right. event ranking one to eight or one to sixteen. Sure. I I think here, boys, out the gate, looking at the the group the way it is with Liquid, Bad News Bears, Pain, Extra Salt, Extreme, and ATK, we should just straight away get Stewie and Grim. Stewie and Grim. Now, like, hear me out. Liquid should qualify against these level of teams, right? If we I get think... Stewie and Grim, it's going to save us money, right? Instead of buying an Elysian and Naf, and I that means Elyge... we could buy a Phelps. 
I think Elise is going to shit on these kids. So like, uh, that's, yeah. I I feel like he could be like the 1.40 rating player who could just like okay. own every game in this tournament. So that's kind of like my thinking. For two, I 218, I think like if you look at like who's players who are above him and who I wouldn't just put as much on, like, I mean, OC could probably be one of them, even though I think he's still going to do well. But there's like safe for like 240,000 who you're not sure could could do as well. And then like Phelps from Gotham being 234, 227, one Dumao. Like some of these players who you just are not going to be as sold on. So I think All right. it's such a no-brainer. So Elise? Yeah. Elise definitely. Okay. Uh, but Stewie or Fallen? That's the question. You don't think Grim Grim farms North American noobs? Ah, you want Grim? Okay, Grim well, is okay. He's I the like, cheapest. He's I don't the cheapest, Grim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go for Grim. He I, also I, did have a good tournament recently. So Elise, we got Grim. As we go down the list, I, 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 somebody from Fury is not a bad shout, right? They're obviously the best team in their group, right? Without a doubt. Like, do we want to go for like a? Uh, who were you? Who were you talking Furia? about? Now? Like, oh, would, a, would a Vinny be right. worth it, or would an Art because he's quite cheap, and he, we could put him like in an entry fragger role? Yeah, entry fragger could work for him definitely. But is there like um, a sleeper team here that like because I don't want I don't boys I don't want to pick anyone from EG. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, EG are super fucking cheap. Like They are very cheap. That was like crazy for 181. That's kind of crazy. I think you can't not pick someone from EG. Okay. okay. Maybe, I mean, you can, but... Like, the thing is, they're still going to be favored to make it out of this group. Like, as much as they've shit the bed, like, I think... And as much as they haven't really played together much, like, I think... I think this is still going to be the event where they do reasonably well. Who do you pick, then, striker from EG? Mm, I mean, I'm looking at Breezy kind of just because, like, he's the one with the most potential to improve. But then again, like 181, what did what he did also said? He didn't play for like three months, and Mihu, yeah, we know was kind of okay in these events. That's I mean, true. I'm kind of biased. I like, I like, I, I like think Mew. he's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I'm fine either way. To be honest, I I feel like Breezy has the most. Like, we could get more value for money. For him, but then again, like the the difference is pretty small between them. Yeah, so yeah, I love how you guys have faith in EG. I I, I, I think none. I think they're, they're gonna, gonna be like owned. okay. I think you're gonna get your you're gonna get your extreme pick. Okay, we pick Miku. I don't want anyone from extreme. And now you pick Sponge. I'd prefer Fucking. George Snorts than anyone from extreme. Like what? what <laughs> let's, I don't want anyone from extreme. Let's not go crazy here. Like I can't. The boys have shown way too much inconsistency to be able to pick them. And even in this field right here. You would argue that Extreme should be able to beat ATK, Pain, Bad News Bears, Extra Soul, and Liquid are the only ones where you go, okay, well. Oh, no, Lucas did it for us, man. What did, who did he pick? <laughs> he picked Jake and McGrath oh, to finish the get, team. Get it out of there, Lucas. We don't need any of that. How much money do we have left, Lucas? Like four, over Holy 400 now. shit. Let's splurge, boys. Let's see if we can get a basement bargain player in the mix here. Um, we we can get another go, expensive we, boy. Yeah, or yeah, we could go either for two. Kind of like middle of the road, or like one expensive, one kind of not, you know. What about like a Yuri or a or a? Right, let me see how the, the prices look like. I'd love a, if we can put Caserato in, okay, and make it work. I okay. think it's gonna pay off. Like Caserato's form has been fucking yeah. been nuts. Yeah, that'd be great. So let's that's try. Gonna leave let's us try with, what one one seventy? That's rough. Oh, oh Matt. okay. Mad Cow isn't actually Mad Cow. He needs it's to be. John G. He's yeah, John G. John G. Who is the best player on on fucking on fucking bad news bears? Johnji. And we shot on him. You did sponge on the last show. Wouldn't it be poetic? Wouldn't it be? Oh, 
But do we think that Triumph, I mean, not Triumph, do we think that Bad News Bears are going to do well in that group? Probably not. But we don't have, these are the three players that we can pick for, for this lineup. How do you we... want Cirque or do you want Johnji? I mean, we can go for Cirque as well. But then we have two EG players. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like two, having two EG players. We can also just Maybe we can just Serato. replace. Yeah. Replace Caserato with Yuri for mm -hmm. a second. No, okay. I, just just a second. Okay. Okay. Just to see what this opens up. Maybe it opens the door up. Okay. Do we have any... Do we... Oh, Taco, yeah. Amazing pick. Shake Zula. Lucas? Okay. No, Lucas, the, the Brazilian Lucas. Yeah, not you, Lucas. Okay, Brazilian uh, Lucas, I could go for it. I could, I could, I could see that. It's the whole plan. Of, I don't know. The they have a plan. Maybe Liaz can find some little. Oh, no, so we didn't. We didn't want to get. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We can, can also do Liaz. Yuri seems you like need a good pick, pick as well. I need a pick. Yeah, you need to pick. Uh, how how much is Liaz worth? One eighty. How much money would that leave us with? Uh, six. All right, bike get Liaz. Fuck it, fuck it. This is the last. This is the last time. This is the last time. The last time I'm ever, ever having faith in Extremo. If Liaz lets us down here, that's it. This is their. This is their chance. It's not a bad team. Elise Grim, Mihao. Uh, sorry, Mihu. Liaz. <laughs> do we want to do the rolls or do we want to just leave it there? Uh, we don't have an opera here. That's kind of fucked. So maybe. All right, do this. Sell we... Yuri. Sell Liaz. Get Art. Is he opping? No, uh, I guess he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He is. And then how much does that leave us with? Over two hundred thousand. So we can get another like twenty or something. Even no, we could get a crazy boy. All right, let me see. Where's Art? We have two o two. Leo DRK. Who's the best player that we could get? Looking. Leo There's DRK. like breezy. There's like stuff. Huh, we don't want to do Leo that. DRK on the entry roll. Believe me, best best entry in Brazil. So we got Art. I mean, we no, have we art an art for an opera. Yeah, art is going to be opping. Yeah. Sponge is so confused. Yeah, we have 202,000. There's like... Who else could be? Yeah, there's like a junior, you know, but that's... What are people saying in chat? Bentet, Taco Op, Swisher is great. Where's Gary? BNTK Polish Pride JT isn't bad. I'm not sure. Not sure about that one. <laughs> Who's the is Benta available? Was George he... Snorts. We he is get, actually Benta. We could get Benta. We could get Benta. Benta's two hundred two. Okay, do that. Get Benta from uh, Extreme. Extreme, and then we'll Extreme Mums. And that is how we. And then we're at zero. Yeah. Okay. Zero. Nice. It's not a bad team. Okay. All right, boys. Uh, let's leave the fantasy there. If you guys want to play, you know where to go. Head over to hltv.org. There's a nice little link at the top. It's called Fantasy. Click that bad boy. It's going to open up. You can play within the uh, Fantasy Fall season. You might be a little bit late now, but there's prizes available, all that good stuff, leaderboards. If you like Counter-Strike, give it a crack. And if you're watching... for Elise, you put like CT for Grim, Op for fucking Art. Uh, CT is like the CT thing down left. Probably okay. Miku headshot machine. It's just out of my head. 
our top. And who, who do we have left? We have. Uh... I'm missing like a leader role now. Nah, I mean, we don't. Oh, we not can't gonna, do that. Not going to do that. We can't do that for Geek Streamer, yeah. Just put like fucking whatever. I don't know. Profs has a bit of this. Just listen to Profs. Get it done. Support. There we Just go. Just give him this. Whatever. There we go. Okay. All right. Happy with that? Yeah, playtime? No playtime? Yeah, let's go into it. Let's go into it, because there's a couple of things we probably should dive into. Lucas, roll the bumper. We'll get into playtime. We'll discuss some of these leftover topics, and we'll get on out of here. All right, we're back, and we're just going to uh, give you a last little taste here, guys, of uh, a few of the topics to talk about here. We're just going to go uh, the leftover topics, and that was, I guess, to do with the EU RMR that's currently underway. Um, Lucas, I'm going to link you the bracket, if you can bring that up for everybody playing at home, so that we can uh, just bring this up. Um, so I'll read it out for those of you maybe listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, anchor.fm slash TV, if you want to get involved in uh, all that goodness. Uh, for the audio-only options. Nice little plug there. Uh, but the main playoff bracket is Astralis Fiend, G2 Ants, Copenhagen Flames, Vitality, NIP, and the Movistar Riders. Uh, we also need to have uh, 9th to 12th decider matches, and that was to do with the teams who came third in each of their groups. So that bracket there is 9th to 12th uh, for Heroic versus Big and OG versus FaZe. Now, do we have Striker back with us? Yep. Okay, cool. So Striker, out of all these matches right here, which ones are the most important for major qualification implications? I believe... Uh, OG it's... phase is one, yep. for sure. Like, that's what we were talking about. Like, as long as OG beat phase, then there's a very reasonable chance that they make it. I mean, for big, literally kind of this... I mean, for them, it's literally direct implication for a major. Like, as long as they win a match, they go through. So that's like... that. That's a major qualification spot on the line right there. Uh, in terms of the rest, I think any of these... Any of these top eight teams who who, who didn't have points, Sophie and Dance, playing six, right? Movie Star just win a match in these uh, win a quarterfinal in there through, so that's automatically like major qualification on the line for any of them in, the, in that match. So like literally any match like has some sort of implications. Like the OG phase one actually directly is the is the only one that doesn't. <laughs> for at least okay. one of these teams, you know, like for obviously in the playoffs, only four of those teams are still playing for like confirming their spot. Um, and I think only one of them is, well, whatever. I think there's some, some yeah. still some leeway there. So, but anyway, like every match, every match other than OG phase has direct major implications. And then the OG phase one, like there's a decent chance that it will have to. Okay. I mean, there's also the, the favorites that did qualify for the major already, which is MIP, Vitality, G2 right. Astralis. They also are playing for the legend status. Okay, which means that they skip the first part of the major. Essentially, I mean, is that all things... one win though? Like, do they just need? Do they all need, I, just need one win? Sure, no, no, depends, no, because so. it's because it's Astralis, Nip, and Vitality who are top three at this at this point. So they they, uh, they would other. need to outplay, kind of need to outplace each other. Ah, I think. okay. So we have something to play for then. Yeah, the legends, the three legend spots are kind of up in the air. Astralis and IP Vitality, as long as they finish like. On top, like they yeah. should, I think they should be guaranteeing it as long as they win their quarterfinals. I think that's already, I think that already locks all three of them and nobody else can overtake them. I'm pretty sure because Mouse was pretty high and they fucked up, right? Wait, Wait, before this event, that again. like top three or top yeah, four, they were, they were. with heroic, so, I think. Does heroic still, heroic can actually still overtake Astralis if they place ninth and Astralis go out in fourth or something like that, I think. But in general, I think those, those three teams going top three should. 
Good uh, locking. Oh no, it's G two in it, Vitality. Sorry, Astralis our fourth one. I forgot. Okay, no, yeah, so there's some... kind of like there... on the on the yeah. on the precipice. Yeah, there's something to play for because you want to skip that first part. There's going to be a lot of good teams there as well. Uh, I mean, this is presuming th that everything is the same as uh, as last year, which I'm not sure because we, we don't can... have the. Don't have you the can throw, yet. throw this in if you, if, uh, you want to show people like the current uh, standings for the RMR, like with updated oh, nice. points at this point, like how the teams look and who's still in the running. Like obviously, crossed out red is the teams who can't make it anymore. The white ones are the ones that are still up in the air. Green ones are who already confirmed their spot. And if you look at the top three, they're all very close to one another. I think it's all one placing within each other. So as long as like one outplaces the other, they're already. They're already through as legends, and then Astralis could theoretically mix things up if they place like first, and then one of those three teams ends up whatever fifth or something like that, you know. So like, there's there's a chance for Astralis still to make it to the legends, but they would need to do a lot better than one of these other three teams, essentially. Okay, so win the whole thing, basically. Yeah, because that's I think what that it'll come some down are, to. Some are close to it for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so I, I guess this is probably a good one. I know that you were busy penciling away. So Prof, maybe you and I start this and we get strike and attack on. But out of all the teams, the favorites that you're mentioning here, who has impressed you the most? Like what is who's who's played the best CS? Because it, it's hard to pick. They've all had really good moments, and some of and they yeah. all had a couple of wobbles. I think Vitality. I think from a couple of matches that I watched, they're pretty good. They're kind of on the on the same trajectory from the last event. And then Astral is probably doing better than I expected. Mm -hmm. G2... They were close been, games though, right? G2 has been constantly underperforming, so of course they did better. But I expected more of them before, so they're kind of now where I expected them to be. But I think Astral is probably looking the best um, in terms of better than what I what I expected, and then Vitality being on a similar similar level. I think the rookies of Vitality, I don't know if you got the same thing, but those games where Masuda and Kyojin looked really shaky, but there was other games where Masuda looked like really good and Kyojin had moments yeah. too. Shots um, was pretty good as well. Shots was great in a lot of those games, it felt like. Watch I think and the Astralis stuff, even though they topped the group, like you have to look at a lot of their games. 16-13 versus the, movies, the Movistar Riders, 16-14 versus Heroic, 16-14 versus Complexity. They were all really close games. But uh, the 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 Movistar Riders one, I think that it felt like they were in the driver's seat for most of it. The complexity one, that was a bit dicier. I think I think they were they were meant to close. Let me just remind myself. Yeah, they were they. Oh no, they had to do the comeback. I thought they were looking like sailing. It was their T side of where they started. Okay, yeah, they had to come back from being down thirteen eleven. So it wasn't a crazy comeback, but they they still had to make a bit of a comeback to come and win that one. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, Astralis has impressed me the most because I think I had the lowest expectations for them out of the four. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. I mean, they're kind of a kind of a new team, let's say, yeah. even though they're the oldest team that exists. But still, they made so many of these changes that you're kind of surprised how well drilled and experienced together they look. They seem like a team that have been playing together for so long. Yeah. And in parts they have. Uh, and they have that bonus of a, like a coach and even Glaive helping out and all of this shit. So that makes sense, but it's still a bit surprising that it's kind of like, okay, just another another match for Astralis, whatever. Here's a question. This is a fun one. What do you, let's do this now. What do you oh. think Astralis's major will be, uh, roster will be at the major? 
Um, I would say it's going to be this one. Okay. I would say it's going to be the one that they use. The, like, it's really I'm, hard. I want them. I'd almost want them to kind of like make it work and bring back Glaive. Like, but it, like realistically, especially if they somehow make the legend spot, like realistically, they're not going to switch out a player to lose the spot in the next stage. Like, that's not going to happen, is it? Uh, I want to look. There's a there's a press conference coming with them tomorrow, and I really want to ask them this because, like, that's kind of like the main question that I have. Like, let's say they do make the legend spot. Like, if they don't, there's obviously a chance, right? Because they can they can just switch out a player, and they're they're still going to make the major. Like, they, they they don't have they still have that like big enough cushion that even if they lose twenty percent of points, they 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 can still go to the major. They will still go to the major. So it doesn't matter for them until you know they make it over the top and make it to the legend spot. Okay. So, like theoretically, it is possible. All right, okay. Live it, live in the world with me, where they win the whole thing and they and they guarantee a legend spot, even if they were to change a player. Right. Let's live in that world. Let's 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 have a little fun game with this, right? Okay. Because I'll present Who it to you out? this way. I'll present it to you this way. You had Zipex on the bench, right? And you called him back up because you needed him because Glaive's having a baby, right? Mm. So he's come in and he's qualified. He's helped you qualify and had some really impactful moments in these best of ones to get you into the playoffs to secure yourself the major spot. He's also part of the legendary core that won four majors. He's the first candidate to potentially yep. get replaced. The second candidate, Bubsky, the poor fucking guy who was joined, joined this team over a year ago now and then just got like stranded on the bench right? Because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And then every time he got an opportunity to play, it was in a role that isn't for him, right? He gets stuck in this fucking situation where he's always having to play like a passive role or you've got Glaive in interviews saying, well, if Bubsky learns how to be, you know, a little bit more passive when he's a good as an aggressive player. Interviews literally on HLTV confirmed here with the three of us. Yeah. Right. So you, you, you've got, uh, you've got that Bubsky, the poor guy who's been through the, the wash. And now that he's playing in this team where it feels like there's room for him to be aggressive, he's looking pretty good, actually. Like he's, he's finding impact, having some good games. Or the other opportunity is Glaive, the in game leader of that team who's been a part of those major victories, right, will sit out of the chance for them to defend their fifth major crown. Which one of those are you picking if you're Zonic and the team? I couldn't think like Look, you could if, say lucky, but like the guy's no, the Orpa. No, no. I think the problem is here. Like our Sra is thinking purely about the major. Like, is this only about the major? Is this only about their chances for the major? Right. Like that's like if I was to guess who they will would replace. It's different. It's a different conversation to who I think they should replace. Like essentially, like who I think they should is probably Bubsky okay. if they want the best chance at the major. Like okay. if you want, you have Glaive back. You have your opera. You have Zipex, who has actually been doing well and kind of like fits fits his role, right? Like you basically just go back to the original Astralis, except you have Lucky instead of Device, right? You just have the the setup oh. that kind of works, right? Like that's yep. the that's the theory, right? Like obviously Lucky and Device output wise are are different beasts and whatever like that, but like it makes the most sense role wise to me at least at this point. But but the problem just, is like give me a second. Gonna... Just give me a second. Okay, please. You can finish. You can finish. The problem is that you you you're not gonna want to just like bench Bobski at, at, at this qualified. point. Like there's no way for his first major. Like Stryker, if it's somebody, you... like I think it's if it is somebody, if it's gonna be Zipex. But as long as as far as who should be out, it's probably Bobski. Can they still uh, 
can they uh, sign in a sixth player in addition to the coach as a substitute, as they did for the RMR? Is that going to be for the major as well? Oh, as in like if they could swap in yeah. somebody mid midway or what? Yeah, but also have their coach at the same time. Right. Is that, is that uh, possible for major? I think I so. don't know about the major. I don't know about the major. Well, they can do that. But I don't think they be would. the sixth player. Can. And then they'll present it as like, he's a part of the team as well. And if we lift the trophy, he's going to lift it with us. All right. So they're going to do the whole PR thing. It's going to be like, oh, this is amazing. Because uh, I agree with you. I don't like, you don't want to even say it. You don't want to say it that Bobski would be replaced again. But it makes the most sense. It's making me sad. Uh, like, like if, but, if but, you're if you're taking into consideration major only, like I think it should be Bobski. But, but if you're like long term or whatever, you don't want to get Bobski and whatever. But what long term can can that be more important than like legit chances, yeah. like better chances to win a major? I don't know. Like that's yeah. I'm trying to be in kind of like Astralis's minds here, and I think. I would imagine they they just prefer like they just prioritize the prioritize the major. They just look at what's our best chance of winning this. What's our best chance of getting the fifth one, right? Like that's the that's like the the biggest one. But even though I I think it's still the most likely thing is that Glaive just doesn't play. Yeah, I I don't know how you could whoever has to break the news to whichever player doesn't get to play. <laughs> I don't know how you could like one of them. It feels like one of them would have to step up and say, "Yeah, I'll sit this one out." Look, I think, I mean, considering we've already seen Zipex be... To, but... Nice try getting someone to do that. Like, considering we've already seen Zipex be out and kind of like up in the air about whether he would even play the major, I think it would always be him. And if there's kind of like that understanding because he's he looks like he's going to be out of the of the lineup by the by the end of the year or by next year, you know, whenever the US draws comes around, essentially. Like, so, like, I think there's already an un the understanding there who would be out like that guy probably already knows uh, it, it uh, lucas just raises a point here in in the chat and team speak with us about glaive mm -hmm. having the kid right and i get it i get he's having a kid and i don't know when the kid's due i don't i don't have an exact due date i'm not going to be there birthing it, yeah. you know like i mean I, from what bobsky said in an interview that was before some of these things the, the config rumor and everything he said that they don't know i mean at that point he didn't want to share at least if they have a, a specific plan but it essentially what he said was that it depends on when the baby arrives and how much time Glaive has after that toward until the major for him to practice with the team and stuff like that. So essentially, my kind of guess is if if the announcement comes in the, the next two weeks, maybe there's a chance for Glaive to play. Otherwise, I don't think they go into the major with less than two weeks of practice with Glaive. True. Yeah. True. Okay. So it'd have to be a decision that's made pretty soon. All right. Yeah. Well, that was a fun conversation, and I, I'm going to be interested to see when we when we find but out who they're going to with. I just ran the ran the numbers really quickly. They can't lock in the major and swap in a player and still remain uh, lock in legends. Ah. Uh, lock in legends. Lock in Majoria. They can. They can. Whatever. But they can't. Like it's already unlikely for them to make the legends anyway because of the these to get three other teams being like relatively far ahead. So. Yeah, maybe there's a there's like some world, but it's very unlikely, right? So like even if they win and one of these teams just like bombs out last, like even if like if that happens and then they switch a player, they still drop below. So like they can't make legends and switch a player and still remain legends. Okay. All right. Fair enough. As uh, long as like by the way, this is assuming that the the rules work as I as I expect and 
there even is that there's that minus 20% deduction like going into the major. I imagine there is, assume, but it's so. kind of difficult to it's difficult to interpret the rules properly in this way because the major isn't necessarily uh isn't necessarily uh talked about in the in the rules and like how do our more points affect that. Sure. Okay. Because I want to play some like a fast five here on the way out the door before we close this one down. I'm going to say your name and throw a team at you. And I want a quick little summary about them. All right. From this event, even if you didn't see them, just their results uh -huh. and what you think, what, what you think their future holds. Are we ready? Yep. All right. Uh, prof, mouse sports. Uh, roster change. Acre definitely still looks super fucking shaky. I don't know what happened to this guy and where's the Mad Lions player that we knew and love, but big issues for in my eyes there and i'm not sure that's something that's going to be fixed quickly in uh, in this team also there's the looming rops uh, exit which is not rumored but just essentially everyone knows that this contract is going to be up at some point in the next I mean, six four months. months or something like that okay yeah. yeah so and it's unlikely that Mouse can keep him or have a team around him that that makes sense for him to to keep. Thankfully, Frozen is fucking insane as well, so they can build something around that. But uh, not not looking great. Okay, uh, striker phase. Um, fucked for the major by my estimation. I think that's that's kind of a like a half a miracle scenario. Even though like one of them got kind of solved for them because they can just like ensure that they place ninth and eliminate OG low enough at the same time essentially because they play them like in the first round so they they're kind of helped out that way but they're pretty fucked okay. because yeah they just they just need a pretty relatively specific scenario to to go through and they just need to win the the lower bracket which is already I think that's actually the biggest long shot out of the requirements for them for them to actually win that bracket okay uh prof uh dignitas what it's like okay well just you like do do they need do they need, are they going to be competitive remember we had Freiburg I mean, on they wanted to be a top 30 team right are, I mean, are they going to get there aren't they there well i think they're around that spot like that's what but, they are by not qualifying for the major it keeps the door closed they're not going to start getting invites to the bigger tournaments they have to find another way in yeah, I mean, I think they are going to be around that spot. I think that's where they are right now. Okay, so they're going to continue where they are. All right. Uh, what, who else we got here? Who else is another big one? Um, okay, this one here is a bit of an odd one, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, Striker. What do you think about uh, Heroic? They didn't come top two in the group, and they're meant to be one of the best teams we have going. And right. um, even some of the games they won were double-digit wins, like a 16-12 against Endpoint and a 16-10 against the Riders. Um, like they've definitely looked much shakier off like online. There's no question about that. That's like, I don't think there's any denying that at this point for Heroic, like they can talk about, you know, having experience online and whatever, it doesn't affect them. Like, you know, there's, there's, we're getting to a point where there's enough data for us to, to kind of notice that there's some difference. Right. So I think in terms of the major, I wouldn't. Like as much as we probably would have expected them if this was like a mega big online competition, we probably would have expected them to be kind of like somewhere in the discussion for for the title rights. But I think given these couple of events that they played on land and given that they just haven't looked up to par, I would say we we shouldn't think of them as like major favorites anymore.
Sure, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, I think top eight for them is going to be a struggle now. Yeah, I think I, I think like playoffs contention. Sure, they they're still like a decent team. There's no there's no denying that either. Like they're still definitely at somewhere up there. But like there's the step between that and being the favorites for a tournament, right? Like it being in title contention. And I think they're far from that at this point, or maybe not far, uh, but just like missing something. Sponge, do you think uh, Rob should join Phase? Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think that's gonna just make phase good or are they or more I think it's going to give them more consistency for sure i think that like rops twists and brokey means that if let's say twist has an off game rops is there if rops has an off game twist is there if brokey's not hitting shots then they can work it they, they can work it out between them right i think it gives them more depth as a team um, can you give me uh 100 words on why brokey is a solution for g2 uh 100 words on why brokey is the solution for g2 uh not only, not I, I hadn't even considered that as a as an option before but uh, i mean it's probably not an option knowing phases transfer policy is like non-existent it's not even about the money it's just like no one bothers to reply so i, I don't see that really <laughs> happening uh but it would be interesting like uh, i think i think they need that kind of an, i think he's the type of the operator that would fit g2 quite well and you know already played with him i just had a thought and this kind of like ties into one another and it was it's completely out of left field there's nothing like behind it like i was thinking yakindar to g2 that's also yeah so like imagine yakindar well. add brokey to g2 you know it'd be kind of funny that'd be fucking insane like jackson amonic for these two guys that'd be yeah that'd be fucking insane that'd ah. be the best team in like the that world. would that would basically like fix g2 and and let them be let them have their identity i yeah. I, I didn't consider that as a mix that's an issue that yeah just like, stop thinking completely out of left field. Like, whatever they're they're you major teams like, on your horizon. You're right. Yeah. Or you pick right. up like I, this I is all gonna happen after the major anyway. Like we we don't need to concern ourselves with that at this point, but it was just a fun, fun kind to, of thought I had. Like need to throw in one more ago. one more name. Even though I didn't watch Hades Hades that much. Yeah. He's also a like just looking at the stats, like low entry attempt, but high uh, high win percentage. Like that is the type of opera I think fits G2. And yeah, he's freshly signed for Ents, but he's not a player that's going to have like a $500,000 buyout. So maybe these are the players that G2 should focus on instead of just going for the massive names all the time and the, the obvious moves. Because it's actually just been super annoying looking at G2 for the last like year and a half, constantly getting like good signings, but obviously not having functional teams. Like it's always, it always seems like yeah, in every team, nothing's gonna ever be perfect but there are obvious issues all the way through the last like two years for this lineup and it's fucking annoying like let's make this team functional please let's just like but you don't have to you don't have to go the fucking amazing signing way all the time just find a player that works because yeah. they have the star players yeah okay uh, I think we'll leave it there. I, I think the only other team that I, I would want to talk about is Double Pony, but at the same time, I didn't get to see their game. So I, I would I would feel a bit disingenuous commenting about them with any level of authority. Um, Apro looked good. Yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the, he, had a, he had a few games early on. I'm not sure how we did after that, but I know that the early games and why they got into a spot where they could still qualify like was basically like after Afro doing really well. So... I, I just want to shout them out because that team went 19-15 over Skate, 16-13 over Fnatic. They had a 16-12 loss to NIP on the final day, a 16-13 loss to FaZe, and they did lose 16-5 to Fiend. But this team uh, has no organization, right? They have no no backing, no funding. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to 
Just wanted to give him a bit of a shout out right there. Can okay. I do some shout outs? We don't have guests today. Yeah, go for it. So first to my mom. I love you. <laughs> Is mom. she watching? No, I probably not. She probably doesn't even know where to find us. But that's out of the way. Number two to uh, Country God for the amazing song, which uh, Striker <laughs> didn't listen to, but he should. And you can all find it. Jonathan E. Unban me, please. I think oh, that's I got what it. it's called. Can we play it on the way out? Uh, oh. And then uh, number three, uh, shout out to Mark Zuckerberg, who uh, deactivated our Instagram account. And now all of Facebook networks is down. I'll just say karma is a karma. <laughs> Get on signal, that's guys. Get on signal. I'm I'm done. Striker, do you have any shout outs? No shout outs. No shout outs? Lucas, uh, I'll throw you a team. Copenhagen Flames. Very easy. They're going to win the major. And uh, mm. I mean, we have three Danish teams going to the major. Copenhagen Flames, obviously the best. And they will uh, be the new Danish uh, top team. Okay. It's like uh, PS Unfortunate. Thanks, yeah, it's like unfortunate. Phoenix they haven't qualified thing. yet. So if you exactly. if they don't qualify, Lucas, you just jinx them. Uh, have fun with that, mate. You're gonna have to yeah. explain it to them where they're playing in their Illigaganta League. What's the league called? <laughs> they're what? not playing. or whatever. What? I was close, right? That's how they speak. They have like anything. Oh, no. Jesus. No. I thought I was close. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another week of HL TV confirmed. We'll be back next week, maybe Monday or Tuesday. I have to fly home from Sweden first. And then uh we'll get uh, hopefully a guest. Maybe Simple will join us. Probably not, but maybe. Definitely not. Definitely not. Anyway, we'll get a guess. Goodbye. Good night. Peace out. See you later. Add some fun to your space with Extrify, designed in Sweden with focus on quality products built on experience. You're looking at Project 4, their fourth generation of products with super cool colorways to stand out, with matching sets to satisfy with a solid B4 bungee, lightweight ergonomic M4 mouse, the K4 keyboard is fantastic, all of which are performance focused, and finish it off with colorful GP4 mouse mats that are bold in design and smooth on the surface. The retro theme in particular has got the feels. Complete your setup with Extrify, no regrets, Guaranteed. I'm in the house and sector clear, but there is the window. Hate this badge. I'll take the fire through the pillar. Whatever. Play with Parry Match. Parry Match. Your esports teammate. Stuck ranking up. Lost the motivation to grind. Bored of clicking heads on aim maps. Get some color into your game. Bitskins.com. Buying and selling skins made easy. Tons of payment methods and instant cash outs. Just choose your dream skins, select your preferred payment method, and start grinding again. If you want to play like the pros, you've got to look like the pros. 